What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality Podcast. Just wanted to say thanks for tuning into this episode. And to let you know that you can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast platforms and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 103rd edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, a.k.a. the fourth greatest Grenadian of all time. Perfect. AKA it's dropping, the, though. A.k.a. the Lil Wayne of podcasts, because I will get on any podcast and hit it with the J train. Perfect. Let's uh, welcome my co-host, Matthew Barry White in some circles. Perfect. And in some circles, Matthew <laughs> Betty White. Perfect. It all depends on his mood for the day. Matthew. How's everything What's going with good, you? Though? It's a great day. It's good. Since, uh, look, Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, since our last recording last week, uh, how has life uh, been, especially with uh, COVID-19 going on? How, how is life going for you? It's, honestly, it's pretty lit. Like, kind of. <laughs> it's pretty lit. Jer- like, nah, I'm telling you, dog. Like, I've been preparing for this my whole life. You have. Like, high key. You have. <laughs> You've been mentioning this. You, so let me say this. I've been this. trying to tell people about the zombie attacks for forever, dog. <laughs> let me it's tell It's the same thing. Yeah, the zombie attacks, the Bigfoot, you know, mm-hmm. you were trying to prepare us oh, for Oh, no, nah, look, look, look. Bigfoot is real, though. <laughs> this, I'm still on the fence about the COVID. Ha, a little Take bit, em. a little bit. Not for real, for real, but I just, it's a lot happening all the time. You uh, were ahead of the curve when it comes to Bruh. preparation for... Bro. Stuff like this. You've been saying for years, like, yo, man, something's going to pop off. We're going to have to be inside for a little bit. No, <laughs> and you have been proven is... right. Bro, I, I hate being right. I do not like to be right. This is not one what? of your uh, your no, chronic no. achievements. <laughs> not, not used to it. What? So, Matthew, uh, since this is going on, like, what, what have you been doing, I guess, to... Bro, what? Like... I... Yeah. To get like, yeah, what have you bro, been I doing? I've been trying to stay calm. That's literally all I've been doing. Like, I've been in the crib a lot. That's annoying a little bit, but it's relaxing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's comfortable. I, no, nah, that's what I've been, never mind. That's what I've been trying to do. Just stay comfortable. Like, even if I go to the grocery store, I just try to stay comfortable. Hey. I get, I got a mask. What's the dude? You know, McNabb got a ventilator. Oh, for real? <laughs> What? <laughs> he looks like Darth Vader going to 7-Eleven. It's crazy. <laughs> so what I, I've been doing, I've been doing this. I've been cooking and experimenting. Oh my uh, not that, <laughs> not that good. I That's normally good. don't cook. Um, I'm actually in the household. I am the one who cooks. It's just 
the last, I guess you could say the last year with, you know, having a baby, things changed where I wasn't cooking as much because I would just be tired. Um, It was just easier to pick up something. Also, my mother-in-law would make something or my parents would make something. But Especially I, Rosie Mom. Is she gonna listen to this? Uh maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'm not, I'm gonna try to keep it what is it? Uh rated R, I guess. <laughs> 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 so uh I suppose. So I got used to, you know, always having meals prepared, but now that I'm actually home and uh-huh. it's what what started happening with me was I was forgetting what days it was. I nah, was forgetting the days and the what? dates. Uh, it literally was wake up, terrible. be with my son, strain up if I needed to, and then uh, figure that out was what you're about to do, maybe. And, and, then, and then do it again. Maybe. But, yeah. <laughs> but the last, Bruh, like, the last week, the, I've been... Uh, I've been you got to uh, set up things for yourself. Exactly. And how I've been doing that is uh, especially through cooking. Um, no, and I've been baking... Cool. I, I See, made, that's the wild. That's wild. I'm getting more comfortable with the dough. Uh, I like it. I made some pizza from like scratch it. last week. Uh, the first See, batch. The, the first and batch. Your favorite was, brother gave you the recipe. I don't have a favorite brother. Uh, the okay. first batch was good. I would have to say the second one was crazy. Really good. So like I'm getting it. real. I'm like getting it. better with it. Um, you gotta start making bagels. So tomorrow. Oh, you making bagels tomorrow? Not tomorrow. You might have to throw some out the window. I make something. <laughs> yeah, I might, might have to drop it for the fifth floor. <laughs> no, look, that's what I'm saying. You might uh, have to drop like two of them. So tomorrow I'm making brioche buns. Oh no! Nah, because chill, I'm going to make turkey chill, burgers. Chill, chill. Okay, I like it. So like instead, it. Got, oh my god! Instead of just getting brioche buns, I'm going to make brioche <laughs> look, buns. You doing the most? You got, bruh. You about to be out here. I can't believe this. The other night we, we look, we really got to curry fry that chicken now to do, make some bro. sandwiches. We do. What? <laughs> we got to. Um, that we probably should open a food truck. Hopefully, no one takes our idea for that. It's not what? <laughs> Here, cut that part out. Cut that part out. We're not even supposed to say that on the air. <laughs> what? Man, What's we, my man, uh, Drip Lord's dad, about to be out here. <laughs> um, we got a lot to get into. We're obviously going to update you on the sports world revolving around COVID-19. But then we're also going to get into more NFL news. Christian McCaffrey and his new deal. We'll get into the NFL draft that is coming up. The risers, the fallers, and the sleepers in the draft. We'll also talk about the oh, quarterback of America's team. Uh, and what happened with him this week? We'll get into the NBA. Also, to talk was about he on Instagram the live? possible no, it wasn't Instagram live involved. Okay, <laughs> we'll get okay. into uh, possible like returns it. for the NBA and uh, other news in the NBA. And then we have uh, we'll have our jumping champ of the week, and we have our sports free zone, and we will interview uh, attorney okay. Albert Clay yep. Turner. Uh, later on the show so make sure you stay tuned for that just want to remind you all to make sure you subscribe to the podcast obviously you're listening to it but subscribe to it on the podcast platform of your choice so you can be up to date on all of our content also follow us on our social media pages on facebook and instagram it is the sports reality and on twitter it is sports underscore reality underscore 
Um, there is some unfortunate news when it comes to COVID-19 in the sports world. Carl Anthony Towns' mother passed away due to COVID-19. Uh, her and her husband, which is Carl Anthony Towns' father, they both tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, the father is doing a lot better. Actually, I think he's doing well right now. Um, but the, the his mother unfortunately succumbed to the virus. So uh, thoughts and prayers to the Towns family and the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, organization. Absolutely. Minnesota Timberwolves have had like a rough couple years with like deaths. Yeah, well, not you know what I mean. Though. No, you're Just, right. Uh, Flip Saunders yeah. passed away. Yeah. I mean, when you go back to even um, the late night, was it? early 2000s was it Malik Seeley in the car yeah. accident uh that yeah. was when uh Kevin Garnett was still on the uh the, on the Timberwolves the first time yes yeah, so uh they've had some tragic situations surrounding death uh but yeah thoughts and prayers to the Towns family and um and those uh close to them uh, do you think Towns will return to basketball when this season yeah. <laughs> like let's say the the NBA season will I hope not. We'll, we'll, I hope not. We'll talk about the NBA season resuming later, but if, if it resumes, do you think he is gonna play? Uh I don't think he necessarily needs to. Just because like that's a you know, that's a tragic event. Yeah, and the Tim- the Timberwolves will not, no matter when the season starts, be fighting for a playoff berth. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Right. Um, uh, at all, it's so I will never criticize an athlete that stops playing because of family issues. Like, for example, yeah. remember Drew Holiday took a leave of absence to take care of his yeah. wife who was battling cancer. We've had athletes. We've had we've had athletes who, for it's funny, people say simple, but for the birth of their children, are taking yeah. time off even What's during postseason play. It's, they're doing it, bro. That's what I'm saying. It's those are big deals. So the like, fact, what's the dude? It's yeah, it's a lot. So, Especially, it seemed like there's a lot more to last like two seasons. So the fact that you know this is not. It's how do I say this? It wasn't like Carl Anthony Towns' mother was sick and then she passed away. It was she's a healthy individual that then tested positive for this virus that is extraordinary. Like this isn't we haven't seen this, this literally this is, since yeah. the Spanish flu, and that was a hundred years once, ago. Like once in a lifetime stuff, hopefully. Yeah, once in a lifetime, right. once in once in probably yeah. two generations or three generations, Bruh. you know. And so, if he were to say, you know what, I really can't play basketball or for a while, I will not blame him at all. Like I wouldn't, not. not at all. So, uh, thoughts and prayers to him and the family, and rest in peace uh, to his mother. Let's now get into the NFL, recap what is happening in the football world. Christian McCaffrey, the running back for the Carolina Panthers, signed a record 
extension when it comes to running backs. Four years, $64 million extension. That is about an average of $16 million per season. He is beating out Cowboys running back. Ezekiel Elliott by a million dollars per season. Uh, I was initially confused by the numbers because I was kind of like, hold on, hold on. How is this a record setting number? Uh, well, it's record setting by annual how annual annual salary. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is a six year, $90 million deal. So that's 50 million per year. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is four years, 64 basically 16 million a year christian mccaffrey is he uh where would you rank him when it comes to the current uh group of running backs in the nfl <laughs> top five he's either one or two though probably he is definitely top five and if someone I'm the only person i like it's hard it's it, hard he's good he's really really good if someone were to say he's number one i would not argue that like that's how nah, good he's... he is uh, and yeah. in no particular order, there's McCaffrey, there's Zeke, there's Dalvin Cook, there's mm-hmm. um, Kamara, Kamara, and then Le'Veon Bell, price too. Saquon, Saquon. Oh, no. uh, it's Saquon, a lot of good crazy. running backs. Nick Chubb, oh, Melvin geez. Gordon, Mel- he getting the end zone constantly. There's a lot of good running backs. I'm tired of like. The uh, media backs, this, yeah. just try and tell you running backs aren't important because at the end of the day, the teams that typically do well in the postseason all have good running backs. We saw you what happened to. with the 49ers, how they literally got to the Super Bowl on the backs of Mostert and um, Coleman. And 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 is it is it Breda Matt Breda? He was is he still on that team? Was he still on that team? But either way, they he had a good was, good dude. set of running backs. You had Damian Williams and Darrell Williams and Shady McCoy, and those are just for the Super Bowl teams. Some of the other teams had, um, you know, Frank Gore with the Bills. You had um, who were some of the other running backs? Yeah, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. You had uh, it's, it's so many. Yeah, um, you had Derrick Henry. How do we, we forgot Derrick Henry? Bro, <laughs> we didn't, bro. You forgot Derrick Henry was in the mix for the Titans. You have Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram for the for the Ravens. You still need running backs. So uh, yeah. I think despite you, how many yards Lamar Jackson about to get every week, like and, they're like definitely a run first team with the running quarterback, but they're running back. They still have multiple running backs. You know what I'm saying? They are like. Oh no! Now they, they're they're not slouches <laughs> at all. Now I do understand. Obviously, running backs take a toll on their body. I oh, understand. Sure. At the same time, the way the NFL is right now, I feel like every player, especially every good to great player at that position, can play longer than usual. Yes, the average NFL career is three to four years. But usually the stars at each position plays 10 plus years. So, I mean, it, I, I don't see, I see Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott playing probably 10 to 15 years. I see McCaffrey playing 10 to 15 years. Dalvin Cook is going to play 10 to 15 years. If you have these stud running backs, they're going to play. They're not going to be the one contract and that's it. Doing nothing. You, you yeah. know, so people need to put respect 
on <laughs> on the names of these of these running backs. Um, should he? I always ask this question when it comes to just anyone when it comes to the NFL. Should he be the highest paid at his position? Uh, Christian McCaffrey. I'm okay with it. Like he's Christian McCaffrey, ridiculous. Like, I'm a- very, very, very good. I'm okay with it because the precedence in the NFL is if you're up and you're oh, one of the top, it's your time. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna end up that's being it. you're gonna end up being the guy. <laughs> like you're that's, getting this contract whether you like it or not. Yeah, so that that that's how I. Or you see. get a franchise tag or that too. One <laughs> <laughs> of you pick you pick. Uh, let's now move on to the NFL draft. The NFL draft is next okay. week. Uh, April 23rd. To, to clear up any confusion, this is the NFL draft, correct? Yes, the NFL draft. Okay. Not, not the XFL okay. or the AFL okay. or the USFL. Nah, 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 nah. I didn't or, even confuse it with none of those other uh, leagues. Stop okay. playing with me. <laughs> well, not the you know, league. I'm talking about the oh. GFFL, dog. Stop playing with me. That's, look, that one, that's, look, that's the one where all the best get made. Perfect. I'm not going to uh, say you're lying there. You're, 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 and he still hasn't put out the draft order. Everybody that can, can hear me. I mean, or will hear me in the future. I'm doing some research on my end. Um, okay. So All yeah. Right. So uh, is it, okay. I like it. Look, that's, look. That's why I'm always, look. Look. Why y'all? Look. Why y'all? I'm trying to make the league better. I'm, I'm trying to be. What's this I'm y'all try, business? What I'm trying is to be. I'm trying to be David Stern. Rest in peace. Look, RIP to a, a goat dog for sure. I'm trying to be David Stern here. I'm trying. I'm trying to get y'all out of out of uh, tape delay. I'm trying to get y'all out of these small arenas. We trying to get y'all. Oh to, my god! Trying to get y'all to be the big. You're trying to lead us to the promised land. You know what I'm saying? The big pic. What is a big picture? I'm trying to get y'all magic and 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 Larry and oh and, and Jordan live. <laughs> like, live. I'm trying. <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> I like it. Dra- uh, that means draft order next week, guys. <laughs> So the NFL draft is next week, April 23rd to the 25th. Uh, first round is on the 23rd. The 24th is Thursday. Yeah, the 24th is uh, second and third. And then I think four to seven will wrap up on the 25th. Um, going through the uh, some mock drafts that are going on right now. And uh, one of the guys I really respect a lot, Bucky Books. Bucky Brooks, excuse me. Uh, he does a really good job at NFL.com as being one of their analysts. Uh, and his his draft uh, boards are pretty good. Um, I mean, draft boards are very unpredictable, but he he Extreme. he does okay for the unpredictability that, that happens with it. Um, he's not like Mel Kiper, who just gasses up. No, gas is there. I mean, Mel is there. I say gas hey, is look, there. Mel is still hey, look, there. Gas is everywhere. He should not be there because he <laughs> said that uh, he would retire if Jimmy Clausen wasn't good after a few years. And Jimmy Clausen is trash. I think we mentioned this last week, but I'm going to mention Jimmy, it every Jimmy week. Jimmy Clausen catches a lot of strays on this show, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to mention the it. He's the new, uh, what's the dude for the uh, Jaguars? He's the new uh, 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 Blake Bortles. I look. There we go. There we go. I look. I was not gonna remember his name. It's or, no way. Or the new. Uh, it's funny you said Jaguars, and I knew who it is. And he ain't even on the Jaguars anymore. But uh, don't, yeah, no. Don't disrespect. Uh, what's the dude? I like Nick Foles a little bit. Uh, Nick Foles I like is Nick in Foles Chicago way, now. 
Oh, what? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Nah. Never mind. Never mind. The Jaguars are still being the Jaguars, it looks like. It is uh, uh, Minshew. Oh, Minshew is the... Is I got his rookie card. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, Maybe. You know who else... This is off topic, but you know who else catches strays Ooh. a lot in sports? Um... Uh, Tracy McGrady. <laughs> they're not strays, Tracy. They are snipers. <laughs> no, look, they're not strays, bro. Uh, but uh, Carmelo Anthony Lord. catches strays. Oh. <laughs> catches strays. People okay, just so look, okay, randomly right. talk about him and disrespect him. Some of his strays are kind of warranted, though. <laughs> but he it's just look, the he catches a lot. <laughs> But anyways, back to back Sorry, to Mello. back to football. Bucky Brooks, he has his um he has his mock draft off up on NFL.com. Joe Burrow, quarterback, he okay. he has him going number to the one. Bengals, number one. Number okay. two, he has Chase Young of Ohio State being drafted by the Washington Redskins. This is where things get real interesting. Right at number three. Okay. Uh Tua. It's no. not you somebody gotta say his name. No, it is not Tua Tagavaiola. At number three, Bucky Books has Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn. I ain't gonna lie, I don't know who he is either. Uh Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle out of Iowa. He went to Iowa, so he must be good. At number five, he has Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon, being drafted by the Miami Dolphins. At number six, Isaiah Simmons, which is a linebacker slash safety out of Clemson. He has some slotted going to the San Diego Chargers. He has Jeff Akuba, Akuda, sorry, Jeff Akuda out of um, Ohio State. He's a cornerback being selected by the Panthers. He has Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle out of Alabama, selected by the Carolina, I'm sorry, the Arizona Cardinals at number eight. At number nine, he has the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama, and at number ten, he has the Browns selecting Mackay Becton, offensive tackle out of Louisville. Um, I say it's interesting because, to me, I think the Lions need to get out of the Matthew Stafford business. He he's done nothing yeah. for you. Yeah. Zero playoff wins. Um, I don't Red care. Megatron out of town and Barry Sanders. You had me- not Barry Sanders. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> he had be- you had you had Megatron there. You had, had Reggie Bush the- at one point with Megatron. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Still couldn't win a playoff. Yeah, nah, that's not happening. That's not look. Nope. You you, you gotta get him. The- you gotta get him more weapons than that. <laughs> he costs a lot of money, and for the amount of hype that he gets from. NFL, Strictly worse than Kirk Cousins. The amount of hype that he gets from NFL experts and NFL fans, you would think that he can then win at least a playoff game by himself. Yep. Like, but he can't. Not so you need, to get, you need to get out of the Matthew Stafford business. If I'm the Lions, I go for Tua, try to start all over. You know, but yeah, and it's not really a start all over. You they do got, have Galladay. They got a couple weapons. They yeah. got a couple weapons. You have Galladay and Marvin Jones, the second or third, whatever. Third, third, third. <laughs> no, third. He lit, he lit, okay. Uh, you have him, and you still have uh, some of those young running backs. I would say go with Tua because Stafford ain't the future. <laughs> like, he ain't the future. I hope not. So, they better hope he's not the future. So you might as well go young, go cheap. And you never know. Maybe in three years you end up winning the division and you end up 
making a run in the playoffs. You actually might get your first playoff victory in the last 60 years. I'm sorry. Said, nah, it hasn't been 60, 60 years. They've only won one playoff game in 60 Whoa. years. Uh, the Whoa. last... Um, the last uh, the last time they did win a playoff game was the '90s. So yeah, that's twenty like twenty five years ago was the last time they won a playoff game. But that one playoff game was their only victory in the last sixty years. So yeah, I, I think that's what I think that's what Detroit should do. Um, you want to know where Bucky Brooks has your uh, who Bucky Brooks has who are we your picking? Um, who are we picking? Vikings. Who are we picking? Yes, it man. has to be somebody good. It has to be somebody. So the Vikings good. have two first round draft picks. Okay, at number twenty two, like and at number twenty five. That might be too late. At number twenty two, he has Christian Fulton, quarterback, cornerback out of uh, LSU. Okay, so you know LSU is DBU. Just, I, like, just, I hope came, so. just came off of a national title game, yeah. senior, okay. so experience. And then, we need that. We need and then that. at number five, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU. I don't want to talk about it. We'll talk about Minnesota Vikings shortly in our Minnesota Vikings update because we still have more news. Um, oh but do you, Is Adam Thielen doing sad dances on Instagram live yet? We, we, I, that's the, look, that's the only Instagram that I'm interested in that is not Kevin's right now, bro. What? We will get, I can't believe this is ridiculous. We will get into that a little later. Some notable uh, selections in Bucky Brooks's mock draft. Uh, he has who Jerry? Um, sorry, um, Henry Ruggs the third, the wide receiver out of okay. Alabama. He has him going twenty-one okay. to the Eagles. Uh, Jerry Judy, he has him going twelve to the uh, to the Las A- Las Vegas Raiders. C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma, another stud wide receiver. Uh, he, he has him selected to the New York Jets. There's a lot of wide receivers in this draft. A lot of them. That's good. The Vikings need a replacement wide receiver. There is a lot oh of wide gosh. receivers. Adam Thielen needs a new friend. Um, and also uh, Jordan Love, okay. quarterback out of Utah State. The last month, he's flown up the draft boards. I mean, just like Utah a month ago. State? Yeah, like a month ago, uh-huh. he was projected to be like a third round pick. Now they're projecting projecting him to be a first round draft pick, and Buggy Brooks has him being drafted by the New Orleans Saints. Sit a couple years behind Drew Brees, get to learn. You also get the offensive coordinator that Joe Burrow had at LSU last year. Uh oh! In the in the Uh-oh. year that Joe Burrow definitely did what he did, so yeah, yeah man, that's decent. That's decent. I guess. Look, I don't know. I'm worried about the Vikings. Other NFL news? Did you hear about uh Todd Gurley? Oh, he was definitely on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I know he was. <laughs> Look, I seen him. What? No, nah, what did he do? Todd Gurley officially signed with the Atlanta Falcons. Todd Gurley, uh, do you remember his uh, jersey number in um, in Los Angeles with the Rams? Do you remember that his jersey number? No. It was number thirty. Uh, 
I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't guess that. Emmett, what's the dude? I like it though. And then also at Georgia, at Georgia, he was number three. Remember that? Okay. Hey, what number is he in Atlanta? Thirty-three. Number twenty-one. Hey, that's a good one. But but when Savage Dogs, I playing with him. But you're you're obviously forgetting something, Matthew. There is some controversy with number 21 in Atlanta. Who was 21 on Atlanta before? What do you mean, who was 21? No, look, somebody You're disrespectful. I'm not disrespectful? Yes, you are, dog. Nope. No, sir. The one and only primetime Deion Sanders. He was okay. Oh, he was okay. (laughs) If if you're into that type of thing, I guess. (laughs) Deion Sanders is probably the best corner ever. In the game, he's good. He's good. <laughs> and mind you, he's good. Todd Gurley did not ask Deion Sanders for permission to wear what his retired he? jersey. Okay, all right, all right. What does he need? Is it, okay. So when uh, in the future, when Deion Sanders retires from uh, wearing terrible suits, <laughs> are they gonna like? Are they gonna close Harold Pitter Man of Fashion? Perfect. Is that going down? <laughs> No, Yo, you're disrespectful, now. Him and Tracy McGrady been nah. keeping him in business. His suits have been getting better as time nah, has nah, moved nah. on, man. It's him and Michael Irvin. I know, <laughs> look, I, I know, look, I know who is there. I'm hip. I'm hip. So I'm the, positive. Yo, the thing is, he didn't ask Dion for permission. That's the thing. That's, look. <laughs> I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. He can ask him in his post game interview. <laughs> I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. Is it cool that I wear this jersey? <laughs> I'm not trying to be hot take it your hyper hyperbolic about this. No, nah, just like, imagine, just imagine uh-huh. if somebody ended up playing for the Lakers and was like and trying to wear a Kobe jersey. Yeah, let me get that. I'm eight. blowing up his car. Or, or let me get that twenty four. I don't really want. Or let me get that thirty two Visible by two. <laughs> Or in the Lakers anymore. Or let me like, get that 32 all numbers for only. That's fine. What? Look, uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about Magic Johnson <laughs> yeah, just, Or let me get that 44 <laughs> nope. for Jerry West. Nope. Like, uh, I'm definitely not going to say anything bad about Jerry West. <laughs> or what's the dude? Uh, that's it. That's the end of the list. Actually, actually let's Lamar not even... Odom can catch some strays and run our test. Actually, what? let's not... Not even... run our test, never mind. Actually, let's not even say let me get those numbers. Let's say I'm wearing that I'm number. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's, putting that's, this on. That's what Todd Gurley did. I'm putting this I on. Mean, look, unless Deion Sanders is about to try to tackle him, uh, I don't see any problems with it. Deion said, uh, hey, bro, like, nah, man, you can't you can't wear that. Oh, you're... And okay. then he put out, like, another statement where he says, uh, you know, it was oh, all a fine. joke. You know, it was all yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's a joke. I believe he Dion. didn't even play for the Falcons like that, bro. What? What? Come on, stop. Get out of here, dog. I don't want to hear that. Dog. Time is a cowboy. Stop playing with me, Jeremy. As much as I would like to claim him as a cowboy, See? and yes, he Look, did win. Is he a Raven? What's his jersey for <laughs> the Ravens and the Redskins? How many Patrick Ewan jerseys are we going to retire, bro? Get out of here. I don't want to hear that. Yo, you're funny. So. Obviously, Deion Sanders won a Super Bowl in San Francisco yep. and in Dallas. Yep. But let's be real here. He's been look, he's Deion, been doing it all stops. Deion Sanders built the George Dome. Like that's the house that he built. Okay. They all moved right. from Fulton so, County are we to the George just Dome. Are we going to forget about the Dirty Bird though? Like 
the dance built the stadium. They were already in there. I look, I guess, but and we're talking about the, the Georgia Dome, not not. I don't even. Not Mercedes I don't care. Stadium. I don't care. <laughs> That once you start doing the dirty bird, dog, Deion Sanders is null and void, dog. What? <laughs> I hope Todd Gurley brings it back and then <laughs> throws his jersey on the ground and steps on it. <laughs> or the Falcon, I guess. <laughs> what? You are Take that, Dion. You're funny, bro. Um, other NFL news. Uh did you hear you did you hear about the drama locally about uh Dwayne mm-hmm. Haskins? No. And I say drama, drama, quote unquote. Uh, last week on one hundred six point seven, Park the okay, fan. One hundred six. Yeah, one hundred six. No, look, I, I know what you were talking about. You said it was Dwayne Haskins drama. And I was, uh, what is he? I know he's not at. Uh, what's the place, Rose Bar? He better not be. So they had a roundtable discussion on 106.7 The Fan last week about Dwayne Haskins. And um, it was three individuals. Two of them were in support of Dwayne Haskins. Like, just like, look, he's young, but he started to improve as he got into the starting lineup. The Redskins actually started winning games. And his numbers look really good. When you go to the pro football focus, um, I think. He was ranked in the top 15 of quarterbacks the last month of the season. So That's 30. he was he was improving. Well, one okay. of the other guys on the round table, Chris Russell, um, he goes uh, by WrestleMania something on Twitter. That's a decent name. But that is a decent name. He has been an avid hater of Dwayne Haskins. On the show. <laughs> and so look, that you guys might be like Kendrick Spirits, though. <laughs> avid Wayne, hater. Hey, I like it. <laughs> he he has been an avid hater of of uh, Dwayne Haskins, and he and Dwayne Haskins. Look, Dwayne Haskins has d- had mistakes. He he's he's okay. had mistakes. Before we're not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and act like he's been this star quarterback for the Washington Redskins since he's been here. But, um, he one of the things that Chris Russell kept on harping on was the selfie that Dwayne Haskins took at the end of the Lions game last year with, with fans. Did they beat the Lions, they beat the Lions. Let's reset what oh, happened. Okay, fourth yeah, no, down. Like, I need this whole story. Fourth down. Lions okay. need to convert to I think get like in field goal range to the, I can't remember the score but they needed to convert a fourth down. Okay. They did not convert the fourth down. Turnover this on downs. Turnover on downs. Mind you, this is one of the points that a lot of people are not bringing up. The scoreboard in the stadium hit uh, zeros. Triple zeros okay. in the fourth quarter. So the game is over. Dwayne yeah. Haskins is on the bench because obviously the offense is on the it, bench at this point. He's not, he not playing. Court, he not, what's my man? He's not playing both ways, bro. What? So he, uh, zero's on the clock. He goes to the fans that are directly behind him on the bench. Some okay. fans ask for a selfie. He grabs okay. the phone. He takes the selfie. Now, during all, regular. During all of that commotion, the crowd is going wild. Because the Redskins just got their first win in weeks at that point. Okay, Jeremy is being a Cowboys fan now. I don't know if the, I don't know if that last part is historically accurate. It, I can't remember. It, we we can go back and see. <laughs> no, look, I believe you. I believe. You. 
during that time, the referees <laughs> then are say, "Hold on, put." I think two seconds back on the clock. Conduct? No, they just say beca- get, oh, because the clock rolled what? on the play. Um, so they said put two seconds back. Well, mind you, not everyone he heard took the that. Selfie at this point, and yeah. he's doing the selfie. Case what? Keenum had to go out there to take the knee, and Haskins got a lot of heat last year because of that. Because they said, "Oh, how are you taking selfies?" And the game's not over. Blah blah blah. First of all. The clock had triple zeros. Second, anyone can take a knee. Anyone can go take a knee. Let's let's stop acting. Let's stop acting like you know they're about to hand the ball off and then fumble it. It's not gonna be a trick play. It's not a trick play. No, Herm Edwards ain't (laughs) in there. Gonna run it back for a victory formation. They're in victory formation. So Chris Russell brought that up. Well, hold on. Before he. Yes, that's what I'm. The guy that was okay. hating on. No, look, he's just yeah. He's it sounded like he's just hating for no reason. So right now. last week on Twitter or Instagram, Dwayne Haskins okay. just posted a photo. That photo of him taking the selfie with the fan, and was just oh, like, dude. you know, I love my oh, fans. Dude. Blah blah blah. So Chris Russell's like, oh, he has terrible judgment. He's immature. Look at him taking selfies, and he still hasn't learned from this. And he's like, oh, he can't read offense. He can't read defenses. He doesn't know the offense. All the stereotypical things about black quarterbacks. He pretty much uh, said uh, he like uh, he had a checklist and he knocked it all out. He sounded like a Trump supporter when they go on television trying to <laughs> defend him and try and come up with the same speaking points over and over again. That's what he sounded like, like a Trump supporter. Don't be rude. So that's never a good thing. So of course the fan base, and let's be real, some people in this area think like that about Dwayne Haskins. Like this is, and I gotta give a I guess I gotta give a shout out to uh, Harold Laws of OSS nine eighty and his crew. I mean, they've been saying it for years. DC is not really down with black quarterbacks. Like they, 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 they may say they are, but as soon as they have, you know. A slight slip up, you start hearing all oh, the no. different racial undertones door. about black quarterbacks. Mind you, they've been other white quarterbacks that have been trash and have been criticized oh. by Washington Redskins fans. I'm not going to unfairly sit here. sometimes. Also, Patrick, uh, what's my man with the crazy arm that couldn't throw it in the like, Patrick Ramsey? There we go. He couldn't <laughs> throw it between the tackle box. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that uh, happened this week, Bro. and and it's been a polarizing thing because you know not just Chris Russell. There are people who are like Chris Russell who constantly bring up that issue with Dwayne Haskins. There are people who um, the selfie he took a picture. Yes. Well, this is one picture. This is not even like he did that at the Just the Lions game. Yes. Oh no. That's crazy. Then you have people. There was an article. Man, I can't. I think it was the Washington Post or something where they talked about what Haskins did with, you know, some of his first like his first paycheck. And, you know, he said, hey, he did actually a lot of things like he ended up buying a home, ended up helping out (laughs) his parents with something. But the story focused on the Bentley that he bought. And then it became, oh, look at another what color was it? What color was it? I can't what color remember was what color it was. But that yeah. became the speaking point. Like, oh, you know, he's squandering his money already. He's immature. We can't trust him on the football field because he bought a Bentley now. That's how people think. Like, it's crazy. 
that people think that way. But hey, that's what it is when it they comes. Ne- they clearly never played the lottery game on Mega Millions. <laughs> yeah, they, they <laughs> definitely clearly. didn't. Uh, let's now get into our favorite team updates. Let's start with you, Matthew, and your Minnesota Vikings. Terrible. Terrible. Draft is apparently next week, though, so it could be better soon. Unfortunately, there's some sad news coming out of the Minnesota Vikings organization. Tavares oh, Jackson, Tavares Jackson. Uh, passed away in a car accident on Sunday. He is survived by his wife and three children. Uh, thoughts and prayers to the Jackson family, friends, the organization. And uh, rest in peace to Tavares Jackson. Brett Favre had some great words to say about Tavares Jackson. Brett Favre said he was probably the best, one of his best teammates he's ever had. He said how he was an ultimate professional the entire time. And that those are big words coming from Brett Favre because let's remember, obviously you remember, but let's remember. Brett Favre, I assume, hated the Vikings for at least a large part of his life too. Not only you that, Brett Favre, you know, yeah. was released by the, by the, by the Packers. Green Bay Packers. He had that one year with the Jets. And then he really went to the team that he wanted to go to, which was the Vikings. From jump. And Tavares Jackson just led the Vikings yeah. to the playoffs. Yes, they yeah. lost to the Eagles, but they were made the playoffs. They That's get, regular. <laughs> That's they, gonna happen. They make the play they make the playoffs. They then go for Brett Favre. Brett Favre comes in there, becomes a starter, has a renaissance season. But during that time, Brett Favre talks about how Tavares Jackson was the ultimate professional, never had any ill will, and actually helped Brett Favre in some of the like the transition to the new offense and just helped them doing their day-to-day uh, activities as quarterbacks. So for Brett Favre that's to come the, out that's there... That's what a teammate's supposed to do. Exactly. So for Brett Favre to come out there and say those positive things about Tavares Jackson when he really didn't have to. Let's be real. He was only there for two years, and then he was out. Like, most... Because of what's my man that I... Greg Williams, I'll never <laughs> forget you. I better never see you talk. What? I hate that. Uh, Sean Payton also, you could catch one. So for yeah, sure. man. so f- for the fact that Brett Favre was able to come out there and say something so uplifting, so, so great about Tavares Jackson, that's a real. That means Tavares Jackson was a real one. He was a real one. That's what I'm saying. Like he had, what well, he had to be. Where's uh, what's my man? He was on the what's the thing? The, C- the Seahawks for a while, right? Yeah, he was on the Seahawks. Also won a Super Bowl with like, the Seahawks. He was in the league for a minute. Yep, yep. Other news coming out of Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Do you know? Do you want to know what the uh, preferred offensive scheme that he would like to run? He sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wants to run. A, I guess so. He wants to run a power offense because he says because uh, we have Dalvin Cook and uh, and the other weapons that we have, we could definitely run a power offense, focusing so more on he's the run. Not an idiot. Yeah, nah, absolutely. He's <laughs> like, not an idiot. Let's lock, put, write that down. Where's the timestamp? We got to remember idiot. this one. He's not an idiot. He's, I think, starting I to realize his, uh, his oh, powers, goodness. his flaws. Look, I hope so. And Look. he's just more open to trying to do what's best. And maybe, Would he have said that if Stefan Diggs did not get traded? And that's where I don't think he would have done that. <laughs> what? I don't think he would have done that at He's all. He's like, we could have been the greatest show on turf 
that's what he should have said, dog. What? Yeah, I don't think he would have oh said that. Gosh. I don't think he would have said that if Stefan Diggs was still on this team. But, what is but it? they need to hold a candlelight vigil for that trade, man. I'm so upset. <laughs> um, also, some other news. Do you want to hear some news that's going to piss you off? No, because well, what's the dude? Did uh, what's my man go to the Cowboys? Nah, I, I got some other okay, news good. that's going to piss you but, off though. It's not even. It can't make me that mad. So I don't. Or well, I hope not. Well, did, did anything happen to Thielen? Did you? Did you hear about the trade rumors no, for a? I don't want to hear it. For, for a who? stud wide receiver by the name Who's of the Odell Beckham Jr. No, this is not happening. Well, There's no way. It's no way. Late last night, <laughs> dog. It's crazy how rumors just spread. Like late on social last, media. Late somebody last on night, Twitter. Somebody on Twitter just was <laughs> like, on <laughs> yo, the, the, the Browns and the Vikings are in talks of trading oh my. Okay, listen, Odell this Beckham is what, Jr. It's for who? It's for some draft the, picks. The pick? Let's There's get it. Swapping Let's picks and stuff like that. Let's get it. The what? rumor became so big uh, that verified Twitter users started reporting it. Like, no, yo, what's the thing? this may happen. No, it's not even going to happen. It's just going to be, oh, oh, what is it? This is a, somebody was just, what is it? This is a COVID rumor. It doesn't even count. So people went. Until I see him in a Vikings jersey. And the rumor, from what I understand, didn't start from like a fake sports page you know how sometimes it'll be like fake espn reports some and <laughs> so it fools, kd did not start this <laughs> and it fools like everyone into thinking like espn really poor it was just like a random account said that odell beckham jr <laughs> is about to get traded to the vikings it's messing got, around on the trade machine <laughs> it got so big that reputable and verified twitter users started Dang. reporting it to odell the point beckham that like, they, i got traded <laughs> To the point that then Adam Schefter had to really go check on it. <laughs> what and is happening? Adam Schefter. Um, well, first, Mary Kay Cabot, who is, a, I think, reporter for the Cleveland Plain Dealer. She's been covering the Vic- uh, sorry, the Browns uh-huh. for years. Uh, Did she real- shut it down? She said, um, those are fake rumors. Um, but It's not happening. Not at all. Then Adam Schefter... Adam Schefter Uh-oh. came out and said he asked officials from the Vikings and they sent back emojis, laughing emojis. <laughs> like what? It was like, uh, yo, this numbers not- does he have on his phone? That's the only thing I want to know. Like what, uh, what alerts go off on Adam Schefter's phone where he's, Oh, what? Let me send some emojis to these, uh, Vikings officials. So then what is happening? What's going on, bros? And then, uh, and then uh, he he then had a follow up and said, "Yes, it's not happening. It's just a rumor. We're not even." He said, "We have." They said they haven't even spoken to anyone at the Browns. So now look, that's what they said. So I don't know about look. That's why I said those. That's some, again. That's some news that that's gonna piss you off that you could have gotten Odell Beckham not, Jr. <laughs> we not, it's not gonna happen. It's not look. Vikings are gonna just not have a wide receiver. I guess. Or not a second wide receiver. Oh my gosh! How we go from the best duo to a single? <laughs> what, what? bro? Oh my gosh! Let's now get on to we my... gotta get Sydney Rice back. <laughs> Let's now get to my Dallas Cowboys. They are the Dallas Cowboys. America. We still don't, we gotta get the cowboy horn or the stars at night. But I, you didn't. 
Come on, bro. You, just, you missed the drop. We got to get that. America's be, team. Oh, <laughs> this is terrible. I, I forget. I can't hear the yes, sound. Yes, you can't hear the drops. This is trash. This is trash. Oh, this man. Because <laughs> we're not this in the trash. same room together. This um, is trash. Dak Prescott in the news for two different things. First, he was in the news for throwing a house party with Ezekiel Elliott that had more than 10 people. So, Irresponsible. Uh, police were called to the home. Party Wait. was shut down. Ezekiel How many Elliott, people were there? More than 10 know. people. I need to know. It was, it was okay. more than 10 people. It was, it was a party. An official party. It was a party. <laughs> It was an official party. Okay. Cowboys official spoke to Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, and they agreed to uh, not do any more immature things like that. Um, I would say this. Nine-person party incoming. <laughs> I would say this. In a normal situation, I would say, bruh, a party is not a big deal, whatever. But this is COVID-19. You yeah. can't be having people by your house. Like what? I you know. can't be. What's my, what? I don't care if they say, "Hey, I'm good. I've been quarantined myself." Nah, man. Until all of this nope. is nope. finished, people ain't coming. To, like you, Matthew, you ain't coming to my apartment. Bro. I love you. Look, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're my you're bro, my child's godfather. You ain't coming. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we still gotta take that picture. I'm about to make the chicken parmesan sub. It's gonna be crazy. Like you can't come over here until all this clears up. My parents yeah, nah, don't even come crazy. over here. They come outside. They drop what they gotta drop <laughs> off, and they go. Bagels out the window. <laughs> I have not been you. to my parents' house in over a month now because of all this. Dak Prescott, man, and, and Zeke, y'all gotta be. Y'all they gotta be more be responsible, man. Like I, gotta y'all be gotta better. be more responsible, and especially Dak Prescott when you're in this contract negotiation, and you're a black Bro. quarterback. You know this is gonna be used against you. Like, oh, look at him, immature, out here throwing parties during COVID nineteen. How dare he ask for money? Like, how dare look, he ask I to be paid? Bet. I bet Michael Irvin was in there too, dog. You can look. <laughs> Could be. And it wasn't prime time. Wasn't there? Very, very likely, Michael Irvin could have been. There. Look, Michael Irvin has never lost a recipe, dog. Don't you? <laughs> don't forget it. <laughs> what? Don't you forget uh, it, bro. He will come to your house party and start complaining about the food in your face. <laughs> Talking about the women at that that don't know how what? to cook. What? <laughs> Michael, look, Michael Irvin, the, crazy. The young He's ladies crazy. ain't learning from mom today. <laughs> We lose the recipes. Gotta get, look, we got to get that drop. We got. I don't know if we got to call Adam Schefter or send him some emojis. <laughs> Who's in charge of that one? Other news surrounding Dak Prescott. He says he is not showing up to any of the virtual, <laughs> uh, virtual offseason workouts. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. He said because <laughs> I don't have a deal. He's like, yes, Bruh. franchise tag. He said he's the- turning his Wi-Fi off. <laughs> He said, I ain't showing up. <laughs> so, that, okay. Yeah, I ain't that got my funny. paycheck. I ain't showing up. You know, that I reminds me. Everything bad I said about that, Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> you, that reminds me of one one time at my former job. This was I'm not gonna... like when I when I started working there, they didn't even have direct deposit. Like people were getting paper checks still. At this one Probably. one they place I was working at, check. you tell them you want cash. So one day, one Friday, the checks did not arrive. Oh no! And I had to work on Sunday, and I told them, "Oh, the checks ain't arrived." I was like, "I ain't coming oh. to work on Sunday." 
They're like, what do you mean? I was like, Chuck's ain't here. I, I'm not coming to work on Sunday. I was like, what Chuck's supposed to be here. I was like, I got bills to pay. What? I got like, what? I got gas to put in my car. What? Like, if, got stuff to do. Like, so if y'all ain't got my money, I'm not coming here. Jeremy gotta and go I, get some doubles, bro. It's double Sunday. And I did not go oh to work that gosh. Sunday. The checks uh, came on Monday. I walked in there Monday. Got my check. Walked right back out. (laughs) Deposited my check because I didn't have to work until Tuesday. That reminds me of Dak Prescott right there. He's just like, look, I ain't really got this money. Yeah, y'all gave me this franchise tag, but I want a deal. So let's work on this deal. And until then, I ain't showing up. I will see y'all at kickoff. (laughs) 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 What, do y'all want me to kick this one off? I'm I'm walking down the tunnel right now, coach. I will be there. There's some On rumblings. The There's some rumblings that uh, hey, he may Kirk pull Cousins up. swap. Let's get it. Let's he, get it. No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, I don't want Kirk Cousins. Come on, stop playing with me. You don't want that. I know you, you want. You try to. Don't don't. So. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> Look, Dak Prescott, Odell Beckham. Let's get it. <laughs> Three um, team trade. <laughs> so um, there are some rumblings that he may pull a Le'Veon Bell. And just might not play. I like it. Look, if he, the, look if, he, if, he if he does that, ever. if he does that as a quarterback, that's ballsy. That's ballsy. I guess. I guess. Like, <laughs> look, I, somebody got sent him a sixteen or eighteen million dollar check this year. <laughs> that is at some point. Ballsy <laughs> if he ends up doing that. Well, that will wrap it up that's for our NFL coverage. Let's now get into the NBA. Recap what's happening in the basketball or professional basketball world. Um, Adam Silver is coming up or trying to plan a scenario for the return of the NBA. Um, There is um, they will readdress this in May uh, to see if it's viable. But uh, if it's viable, there will be a 25 day program. Where they'll be able to start the league or resume the league in 25 days, where first 11 days will just be individual players doing their individual workouts. And then after uh, treatment from doctors and testing to figure out, okay, is this okay? Yeah, if this is possible, then have the teams come together. And then to eventually uh, play in front of fanless arenas, um, you mentioned Dr. Fauci is also being we go. consulted about this. Dr. Fauci is the head uh, infectious disease doctor during this uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So um, how happy would you be if the NBA returned and it's fanless? Would you still be happy to watch NBA games or is it? Would there be basketball in the summertime? Well, at this point, yes. I would basketball be beside myself. Will be yeah. played during I, I, the summer. Would. I would lose my flipping mind. That's what would happen. I know we mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but I feel like. For the NBA schedule, not not for the general public, not for mm. uh, you know health and everything. For the uh, general, for the NBA schedule, this pandemic yeah. has been a blessing in disguise because what? it has allowed what? people to start <laughs> thinking about possible ways to adjust the schedule to make it Absolutely. still 
fun. This is a win-win. It's lockout, for, bro. It's lockout. This is, we've seen this before. This is potentially a win-win for the NBA because you can still keep your 82-game schedule, but hey, be playing a little bit later. in the summer. <laughs> hey, and that's where everybody played basketball in like, the first place. So let, what is it? Unless you're nice and play indoors. So like I said, it's a win-win for the NBA schedule. The pandemic no, has been a blessing in disguise for the NBA they schedule. Have, they could extend the all-star break and have like maybe two weekends of games and maybe two weeks off. You know what I'm saying? Like a whole month off. They could do some random horse games during the winter time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Talk- just... Oh my god, we got we got to get Adam Silver on the horn. We can't be wasting these ideas. <laughs> Talking about uh, horse, did you watch any of the uh, any of the NBA horse competition no. over the weekend? <laughs> no, nah, I missed the whole thing. I, I, I smooth forgot. I didn't watch it. I, oh, sorry. I watched maybe a minute of it, and maybe it was the worst minute. So that's why I tuned oh, off, God. and then I oh, just God. was just like, "I ain't watching." It this. was a bad minute of. They should have played sevens. By the way, they exposed. Like, they exposed too many people. Though. I I'm not saying that it was a bad product. It could have been the one minute that I chimed oh, in. Bro, I was like, "This." I is agree. I'm not watching this, uh, bro. Like, I saw what is it, Paul Pierce? I was like, "Oh, there's no way." So the first the first round matchups were this past weekend: Trey Young versus Chauncey Billups, Tamika Catchins versus Mike Conley, Zach Levine versus Paul Pierce, Chris Paul versus Ali. Please, Lord, let Zach Levine have won that one. And Chris Paul versus Ali Quigley. Uh, When it came to Ali Quigley, did beat (laughs) Chris Paul. She moved on to the semifinals. I know you. I know you were gonna love that. Thank you. I know you were gonna love that because you hate Chris Paul. (laughs) It's not that I hate him. He's just an annoying person. Oh my gosh. He can't help it. He can't. He cannot help it. I hope not. Oh my gosh. Oh man, you're so funny. Then uh so um then uh I can't remember. Oh, here it was. Sorry. So Cha- Chauncey Billups defeated Trey Young. Mike Conley defeated Tamika Ketchins. Zach Levine defeated Paul Pierce. Let's get it. Let's get it. That Alex Quigley it. defeated Chris Paul. You should be dog, I'm it amazes me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm excited. It amazes me, even in the year 2020. The amount uh, of men who think that no WNBA player should beat oh an nah, NBA player in oh anything. Nah. Oh no! Nah. See, look, they lucky Cheryl Sluice wasn't out there. What she had? Uh, she had a Nike signature shoe, bro. Yes, like twenty years ago. So Ali Quigley, 30, 25 years ago, they don't even be giving. They don't give those out to most people in the NBA. You gotta wear LeBrons or Jordans. <laughs> Ali Quigley beat beat Chris Paul. This is where Chris Paul messed up. Chris Paul didn't use much didn't of use his athleticism to try and make the Chris Paul. They Chris they started it started like a shooting competition. And she just oh, outshot see, him. Look, <laughs> see, he messed up. He shot. Look, he should have tried to throw one down. What? Yeah. So, oh my god. And dunking was he not. Cheating. Dunking He's was the only idiot. thing that was not allowed. Dunking. Bet. 
good. That look, he knew he wasn't gonna win. What he tried to throw it, start, start shooting jumpers, get out of here, dog. What? But I'm still shocked at the amount of men <laughs> who think that you know a WNBA player has no business beating an NBA player on horse. No, 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 no. Like look. it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's uh, they, going. They, uh, she might win it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? it's a possibility that she might win it. Yeah. Uh, other yeah. news in the NBA: uh, the NBA 2K Players Tournament was won by Devin Booker. Devin Booker in the championship okay. round defeated like his it. teammate DeAndre Ayton in the championship I don't round. Like he he should be on the court practicing. Who <laughs> DeAndre Ayton? What? They don't. He does he even start on that team sometimes? Yes, Why do I see him come off the bench? He starts. Uh, he was suspended for twenty five games <laughs> because of PEDs, but but he okay. does start. That was that, okay, all right. I forgot about him and what's my man John Collins <laughs> and uh, they, and uh, what were they Wilson doing? Chandler. Okay, Wilson. Like Wilson, I don't know what Wilson Chandler's could have been for anything. <laughs> <laughs> he looked Wilson Chandler like a party, I think. Oh man! Uh, so yeah, uh, Devin Booker won the 2K uh, tournament challenge. Other NBA news: uh, Kobe Bryant, man. Kobe Bryant just keeps on coming back. It's into never going to stop. For, it's never going to stop for him all being the- great. <laughs> for all the good reasons, uh, Kobe Bryant yeah. is coming back in the news for all the great reasons. Last week we spoke about how he, you know, got he's going to be inducted into the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. This week it comes really? f- from a story from Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison would have thought, yeah, who would have thought Adam Morrison would have had a, a positive experience with Kobe I Bryant? Thought, look, I thought Kobe Bryant was definitely hitting Adam Morrison with the uh, MJ and Kwame Brown. <laughs> yes, <thing>. like. <laughs> If that, I had to take a guess, <laughs> that's what I would have thought their relationship would have been closer yeah. to, closer to the Michael Adam. Jordan. Why can't you hit this jumper? <laughs> For those that don't remember, Adam Morrison was the third overall pick in his draft. He was the best college basketball player that year. Was drafted by the Charlotte Bobcats, but just never could like make it in the NBA. He had his stint with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Adam Morrison. He did win a championship. You're right. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) He has more rings. At least one, maybe two. He has more rings than Charles Barkley. My goodness. He he might have the same amount of rings as Kevin Durant. (laughs) So Adam Morrison uh, on Twitter this week just was uh, reflecting on... uh, on Kobe Bryant and just talking about him. And he mentioned a story where he said how Kobe Bryant, when he was in his darkest time in the NBA, where he literally was just going to the gym to just practice enough to make the team. And, <laughs> and he would go back home. Remember Adam Morrison what is known. What does that even look like though? Dog? Adam Morrison oh, nah. is yeah. known to not be a hygienic person. Obviously, <laughs> His depression could have played into it because he opened up about his depression. He uh, he said, you know, I wouldn't even go outside. He wouldn't do any team events. He literally was just going to practice, going to games, going home. Um, but he said one day he gets a call from Kobe Bryant's agent and some other people from the Lakers organization. They're like, hey, I need your address. He gives them the address right now. In a few days, he ends up getting a... Didier Pogba jersey. Hey, Drogba. Um, is this this Drogba? 
Or uh, Drogba, my, my fault. I thought it was yeah, Pogba. My yeah, fault. Drogba. So Didier Drogba, a legend. A legend. He gets a jersey Didier, that's bro. signed. Shout out to Craig. Shout out to Craig. Yeah, he gets a signed jersey from his like favorite you. athlete, from his favorite yeah. soccer team. <laughs> so he's greatly appreciated, appreciative of it. This is where the story gets really good. Okay. The the day uh, Kobe Bryant passed away. Yeah. Adam Morrison's on the internet, just like everyone else, looking up the news, going through stuff. Uh, what what team did uh, Didier play play for? Do Do you remember what team? It, I think it was was it Manchester United or? I think so. He Chelsea. played on a whole bunch of. I can't teams. remember what team it was. So, and I'm not big on soccer. So I, it was one of them too. I think I think he played for Chelsea for a little bit. I can't remember what team, but whatever team that he played for, whatever team that he got the jersey of. That team ended up doing an article about Kobe Bryant and how Kobe Bryant met uh, Didier. How, how do you pronounce his last name? Dogba. Dogba. He, how he ends up meeting Didier uh, Dogba. Dogba. Uh, he, Dogba. Look, that's a legend. He a legend. So, so they post the photo where Kobe is holding the 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 jersey. Adam Morrison zooms in on the photo and realizes Kobe got that jersey to give to Adam Morrison. Yeah. He didn't get that. Like, like he didn't get multiple jerseys and, and it said, let crazy. me get one for Adam Morrison. Nah, he got nah. that jersey for Adam Morrison. Because when you that's zoom into crazy. the photo, you see it's signed to Adam Morrison, not even Kobe Bruh. Bryant. Bruh. So it's stuff like That's that, crazy. man. How Kobe just keeps on coming back. It's He's not gonna go nowhere. You like that's bro. That's Kobe Bryant. And was it yesterday? Was the anniversary of his last uh, professional game when he dropped sixty? Dog <laughs> man, it's like every week something comes up where you're like, "Yo, this reminds me of Kobe." This reminds me of Kobe. It's not gonna end. It's not gonna end. Even after the Hall of Fame speech, if this season ever starts back up. It's never gonna end. And if the Lakers end up winning the title, yeah, Lord, they better win a goddamn title this year, bruh. Fucking, LeBron, it, LeBron, oh my gosh, man, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe to this day is still missed. I see people on Twitter. Someone I follow on Twitter was just like, "Yo, yeah. I'm still more sad about Kobe's passing away than what's happening right now with COVID nineteen." I mean, and someone may initially say, "Okay, you're overreacting," but I mean, when you think about uh, it, for some people, and especially <laughs> us in sports, we mentioned this during the Kobe Bryant tribute episode. There are a lot of memories that we have together that are surrounding yeah. around basketball and surrounded around and Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, <laughs> like those runs to the finals, those runs in the playoffs where we're those, where we're going out forty to- point games for a month straight. Like I watched a lot of those games. Those those like, he was going crazy. Those playoff nights when we're going to restaurants to watch the game at ten thirty yeah. and staying out to watch to watch the game. <laughs> How many times did we go out to eat to go watch these games? When we go to right. Applebee's or Fridays yeah. or uh go anywhere that has a television. And we and would just like a lax going out and coming back in policy. <laughs> like we so many of those memories, what? like that's why it, it it still bothers me and like other like Kobe Bryant fans. So man, it's understandable, man. It's understandable that people still feel this way about Kobe Bryant and his legacy.
Let's now move on to our quick hitters. Talk about some of the uh, quick news items in sports. The uh, unfortunately, the NHL had a player pass away. Um, let me get his exact name. Let me give him some respect. Colby Colby Cave of the Edmonton Oilers died at the age of 25 after suffering a brain bleed. Um, he is survived by his wife. Uh, so, man, there's a lot of rest in pieces today, man. That's a lot of people have passed away. My goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Um, also, the NHL has told their players to uh, stay home until, um, I think, the beginning of May. And then they will readdress the situation there. Uh, the uh, Major League Baseball. They're trying to come up with plans to try and start the season. Um, they spoke with the governor of Arizona, and the governor of Arizona okay. is willing to work with Major League Baseball to try and get all 30 oh. teams to play in <clears throat> Arizona because Arizona okay. has a lot of the the um, training camp Empty facilities. Space. They have oh. the empty space also. <laughs> the desert. But they have those, uh, like the Cactus League and stuff like that, where there's enough stadiums Absolutely. for Absolutely. there to be games, like, every day, where you could literally, you have 15 games going on at the same time uh, in a relatively and close... Zero people watching them. In a relatively close uh, proximity. Oh. So uh, the the governor of... Arizona and Major League Baseball is also doing that. Also, Major League Baseball is trying to do some testing of their own to figure nah. out the nope. the effects of coronavirus and to see uh, how it affects people. They're and, just starting? And to see, uh, well, I mean, they're the NHL. They really should. I mean, they're the oh. Major League Baseball. Oh, okay. They really shouldn't have That's to. All- but they are. It's almost like so they they kind of self isolating already when they play. They don't be. It's it's not too. Was it the? They just gotta figure out the way with the bats, dog. They gotta get rid of the. You now, know now they South breaking Korea, all the time. Now South Korea, they they um, already returned their baseball league the, returned from, to to play. Guys are playing with masks on, but they but they're playing. Uh, Dude, that's a that's their fashion statement. <laughs> they they uh they're not taking those masks off. They just going from there to home, and then they're gonna be chilling or something. So yes, like, so uh, there's a possible crazy. possible return to uh, baseball for Major League Baseball. Uh, other news, I guess you could say, involving sports. Uh, President Trump, uh, your boy, President Trump, you are fake news. Terrible. Uh, he um, he's talking to commissioners of all the major professional sports leagues okay. in America, and he's so trying. That's what he's doing. He's trying to uh, get some plans in place to okay. uh-huh. see the viability of starting sports back. Ah, and because okay. he, he his claim is he's if, a big sports guy, right? He's a big he's sports guy. Not only that. <laughs> he really isn't. He's just a, is he? he just shows up to stuff and says he's a big sports guy. And, and look, he shows up and gets booed. Like, um, he's saying that the return of sports will boost the economy. Yeah, no shit, dude. But this what? is my problem. This is my problem. Right, this it doesn't make any sense. How is it going to boost uh, the economy if you can't have fans in the stadium? Perfect. 
chairman. Or is he uh, trying to say, hey, we're going to allow these fans to only go to sporting events, not to school. they spending money. Not to oh, work. Not <laughs> you know. Got to spend these stimulus packets. So come to Trump Towers. So you can watch the games for free. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, he's working with the major commissioners or the commissioners of the major sports leagues in America to come up with a plan to try and resume all sports. I just, he just started coming up with this plan or is it, was this in the works? Like uh, what is seems he like he doing, just, bro? I mean, tr- he just figured this out, bro. You know, Oh my gosh. You dog, know, what? You know, Trump world? is just figuring out a lot of things. Don't he be just, rude. Dog. He, I thought he was going to figure out Twitter first. I guess. <laughs> But no, he figured out Twitter. He did. He no, figured out. Twitter. I look. I don't. He he figured out how to get people to say stuff to respond to his nonsense. <laughs> but yeah, man, Trump Trump is out here angry with the media. Like he is, <laughs> he is spazzing out. Like we thought he was bad a couple years ago. My goodness, he is he fed up. My man has been insider trading. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, a chemicalized airborne event True. <laughs> like what uh, that's regular now yeah man that's what that's just sweet get out of here dog that's crazy so yeah man that, that is crazy that, that's you that's your boy donald trump look jeremy have you been out when was the last time you went out driving somewhere like anywhere um like for real driving last week, like I had to. More than an hour. More than uh, an hour. Oh, I guess last That's week I did have to go somewhere last week where I All actually right, so got look. on the highway. Nah, nah, nah. When's the last time you drove through the city? Oh, I haven't been in. You know where I live. I haven't nah, been even saying. in DC. So look, <laughs> it's the most construction I have ever seen in DC, dog. Like every That's time other to do it when corner. no one's there. Uh, look, dog. If you don't do anything for four years as the president, yeah, I'm sure you can fix some streets in America. <laughs> like what, dude? It's so it's literally every corner. Like driving down to Howard, it's it looks like a brand new world. It's crazy. You know how the potholes are. Yep. <laughs> what? Yep, 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 bruh. Let's now get into our Chump and Champ of the Week. Every week we celebrate those that do well and we criticize those that do not. Starting with you, Matthew, who is your Champ of the Week? Oh, my. Uh, I don't want to say his name. It's Michigan. Okay, he's from Michigan, I think. His uh, Amani Bates. Baby, Bro, wanna chill. Like, he is. He's committed to, was it 2022? Uh-huh. He, what's the thing? He about to be, I don't know. He crazy. He's six foot nine. It's it's ridiculous. Very 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 talented. The Lincoln High in Michigan. He's a sophomore. Wow. Like we, he, he been he beat out uh, seniors uh, for some award. <laughs> <laughs> the first sophomore to win Gatorade National Player of oh, the Year. Oh wow! <laughs> that is impressive. <laughs> That is impressive. Uh, my champ of the week goes to running back Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers. Baby, wanna chill. You got to give praise when when the dude cashes out the way that he did in a position that is highly disrespected. So, uh, Absolutely. champ of the week goes to Christian McCaffrey. Matthew, who is your chump of the week? My chump of the week is 
Hold on, I'm about to click it. This uh oh, it's Instagram. What? They sh- you saw you saw what happened to Tory Lanez's uh what happened with Tory Lanez's uh locked in radio or whatever whatever I look see I don't know I know he was going crazy on a Instagram live with like mixes and he definitely I think he might have been at that Dak Prescott house, house party perfect and was Instagram live in it and then Instagram police came down and shut everything <laughs> down and what is it but uh Chinatown Flea Market dropped some tour merch for his Instagram live podcast radio thing that got shut down and i thought it was hilarious <laughs> and like i don't know instagram kind of been messing up with this whole like you can only be on live for x amount of minutes yeah that's where they're messing it? up uh, and yeah. people are realizing they're like hold on is it ig live really ain't that great compared to facebook live or or youtube live or even um, yeah. Periscope, because I feel like Periscope, yeah. you could be on for a long time. And Periscope, Periscope or you know, forty-five minutes at the minimum. For, for, I'm already hit for Periscope. It, I mean, not at the minimum, but you could be on there oh, for oh. a minute. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you could be on there this, for a while. This, this yeah. a uh, my chump of the week goes to NASCAR racer Kyle Larson. Cause you're a chump. Kyle Larson was on a live screen stream, I think, on Twitch playing i think a nascar game and he dropped the n-word <laughs> and, and, he, and he thought he was funny about it he said look look here little n look here n he said look here n and what, to the people in the room it wasn't grand turismo people in the room were like um people in the room were like hey you know we heard that <laughs> <laughs> and then you heard uh oh like that's literally what he said <laughs> he said oh <laughs> So, um, NASCAR, they said NASCAR star Kyle Larson fired for using racial slur. So NASCAR he got fi- fired so from NASCAR. He was fired by Chip, uh, Ganas- G- Chip Ganassi racing. So the racing team. So he okay. technically okay. doesn't have a racing team. So he, that's crazy. He can't race right now. It, it was a, and he dropped the racial slur during a live stream, the virtual race that what. And then watched as nearly everyone in the every one of his sponsors dropped them along the way, and then the racing team fired him. So now, yes, uh, he technically, I mean, he's part of NASCAR, but he's not there right now. <laughs> so uh, he was challenged by Marcus Stroman of uh, the New York Mets to a UFC fight because of the racial slur. <laughs> Uh, what weight class is this guy in? <laughs> Let's put it like this. I'll take look, the baseball player over the NASCAR nah, racer. <laughs> look, nah, look, you, we got a, what's the thing? He definitely not trying to fight nobody. Yep, Golly. yep, yep. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, that, yeah, man. Bruh. Remember last week everyone was making a big deal about Bubba Wallace when he said F this and walked away from the virtual race and he lost a sponsor because of that? This dude out here dropping racial slurs. You got <laughs> what this is oh my gosh this the they man they got a ooh, they got some potty mouths in that one <laughs> i guess so yes yeah, <laughs> i look i i was at a loss for words i didn't know what to say so <laughs> i didn't want yes. us to lose no nascar sponsors yet <laughs> kyle larson you are the chump of the week absolutely get him out of here nascar Let's now get into our About Time You Watch That Movie review. Uh, last Absolutely. week, I watched Pulp... Uh, sorry, I watched 
Shawshank Redemption last week. Let's get it. Um, this is going to be my new favorite segment, though. Oh, we I, got too many segments that people like that have nothing to do with sports. I, uh, <laughs> like officially now. <laughs> I uh, watched Shawshank Redemption for the first time. And okay. Um, okay. I gave it a four out of five last grade. week. It got a good grade. Four out of five last week. This week, I watched Pulp Fiction, directed by Quentin Tarantino. It was released in 1994, uh, starring Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson, Everybody. John Travolta, Everybody. Uma Everybody. Thurman. Um, who else was in there? Oh, Ving Rhames. Hey, shout out to Ving. So, um, just letting you all know, it's a movie review, but it's about movies that yeah. have been spoilers, out for a long time spoilers incoming so they spoilers are spoilers incoming. If you incoming. haven't seen it it's your fault <laughs> i'm not holding back you had 25 years to figure it out thank you i was gonna say 15 thank you jeremy <laughs> i knew you were gonna figure that one out yeah look oh my gosh you had 25 years to watch this movie so we're gonna talk about classic. this movie classic we might have watched kill bill next <laughs> one I and did, two i did see that that might be one of them oh, might be a sweet. teaser uh, might be one it. of them that i may have to watch Let's get it uh so pulp fiction like i mentioned was directed by quentin tarantino uh it was uh based on his book that he wrote uh, pulp fiction and um he took excer- excerpts from the book incorporated it in the movie uh movie starts off just with a random couple in a diner yep. talking like kicking it and then they breakfast decide to rob the diner Everybody get on the floor. Gr- uh, touch. T- don't. What is it? Grab some linoleum or something, bro. What? <laughs> and then get down. <laughs> so then, uh, and, and I forgot to mention this. Uh, the the scene is. I mean, the movie's broken up into like seven different, very odd sections. Sections. <laughs> uh, yes, there's the diner scene where we Man. mention that you know this odd couple, a random couple, decide they're gonna run up on the store, on the diner, rob the diner. Boom. Next yep. scene is is uh you know talking about it is Bruce. Will- I'm sorry. Travolta's oh. character Vincent Vega and Jules, hey. which is uh, hey. Samuel Jackson's uh, character, and um, Jules and Vega, they go to get some money for their for their boss. And at the moment, you don't know who their boss is. Okay. They, they go to get their boss, get money from for their boss. The boss uh, is upset with the people that he needs to go get this money, so he's like, "Yo, kill these people." He kills yeah, three hey, three of the four people inside of this uh home gets the money they bounce. And ate their burgers oh yes ate their kahuna burgers washed it down hey, with some sprite hey. <laughs> hey. washed it down <laughs> with some sprite and then um you know the next scene shows how you know all of a sudden vincent and jules are wearing they're wearing shorts t-shirt and shorts yeah. that don't match the suits that they were just wearing t-shirt yep. and shorts they show up at a club and they go meet the boss who ends up being Vig Rames. he talk That's it out it. there boom then uh vincent vega which is portrayed by john travolta he has to go out on a date with the boss's wife and he's a little huh. nervous because the last guy that had to deal with the boss's wife massaged the boss's wife's feet 
and was thrown from a four-story window and now has yeah. a speech impediment. So Vince is a little little concerned, and he's like, look, man. He, I'm, went, he went through a, 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 what is it, a greenhouse. <laughs> yes, went through a greenhouse. <laughs> so, so Vince is just like, look, man, this is just going to be business. We're going to talk. I'm just going to sit opposite of her. We're going to go to dinner. I'm going to bring her home. Boom. They go to a 50s style restaurant, have a good burger, have a good steak, have a good a $5 milkshake. Let's get it. Let's they, uh, get it. They then win a twist contest. They ret- You can't not. Oh, my God. This is a great day. They How re- could this go bad? They return back to the boss's uh, home. Vince says he needs to go take a leak in the bathroom. While he's there, the boss's wife finds some heroin that Vince That's had. Not what you want to do? ODs on heroin. They have to bring oh the wife. Gosh. They have to bring the wife back yeah, yeah. to the drug Look. the drug dealer. <laughs> the drug they revive her with adrenaline. They go back home. This is not funny. <laughs> they go back home. Vince is nervous because he's like, "Look, man." I don't we want you telling the boss what happened. She's like, I ain't telling my husband what happened because then he's going to kill me too. So we Everybody. Gonna, it's going to be a secret. And the scene ends. We go to the next one. It's called The Golden Watch. It's focused around hey. John Travolta's character. Walken. <laughs> Christopher Walken it. is in it. I forgot. Has a very detailed uh, description of how Travolta's <laughs> character, which is Butch, how his father died as a POW in the Vietnam War, describes how Butch's father kept the watch in his ass and and, and for two for five years and, and a he, lot of other words. <laughs> and, and then a lot of other words. And then when his father died, how Christopher Walken's character took the watch shoved it up his own ass for two more years yep. until he was released from uh the po uh, uh from the uh prisoner of war camp uh made it back stateside brought this watch back to butch butch is like a five or six a uh, seven year sorry he's, he's playing he's about, the building no he's about this 10 probably. <laughs> while this story is happening <laughs> he's about 10 yes and he's just sitting there like engaged in all right so you then fast forward to present time Butch is a boxer. Butch wins a boxing match, but doesn't realize that in the process of winning the boxing match, that he killed the boxer. So now he has to escape from the venue. He meets, uh, gets in a cab, dashes out, boom. Gets back home to uh, to the hotel where he's laying low because he's laying low because you find out later Uh-oh. that he was supposed to actually lose the boxing match. Dun, dun, dun. That was set up by the mob, the boss's the boss, which is Ving Rames. Big boss. <laughs> Big boss Ving Rames. So he is panicking now. He's sitting here like I don't know what yo. You know, I gotta get out of here. Boom, boom, boom. He plans his escape with his girlfriend to go to Mexico. When he's about to leave, he realizes that his girlfriend does not pack the golden watch. That his father had for him. It's an heirloom. Mistakes happen. So now he has to go back to his house. To go get this heirloom. But he knows. Uh That the boss. Is going to have someone looking for him. So he sneaks. Into his own apartment. He gets in the apartment. He realizes that. He finds the watch. And as he's about to. He pops in a pop tart. 
And as he's waiting for the pop tart, <laughs> he realizes, hold on, there's a Mac 10 on my counter. Yeah, no, what is, like, what is this? Is what is O Dog in here? What is what is going on? So he picks they shooting up, boys a minute or boys uh, what is it? Boys, boys a minute. <laughs> what is happening? As he picks up the Mac 10, he realizes, hold on, someone's in the restroom. This can't be good. (laughs) Door to the restroom opens, and it is Vince Vega. And the Pop Tart shoots out of the toaster, and Butch loads him with lead. Boom. He takes his watch, he escapes. (laughs) He goes, he's going back home, (laughs) and he ends up Uh at a traffic light. Uh-oh. And the boss ends up oh, walking no. in front of him at the traffic oh, light. At the crosswalk? At the crosswalk. Oh, my God. So then he tries <laughs> to run the boss over, and he does. But in you the gotta, process. You got to give it a shot. You got to give it a shot. In the process, because he had a red light, he was hit by opposite coming Multiple traffic. <laughs> Both Ving Rames. What, what was Ving Rhames' names? Marcellus. It was Marcellus. Marcellus. Oh, yeah, yeah, so Marcellus yeah, yeah. And, and, and Butch start to come to their senses. After this car accident. After the car accident. <laughs> Marcellus gets up, starts shooting at Butch. Hey, nah, he ends up striking like, two women. People people getting hit by strays <laughs> left and right. Getting hit by strays. They off in the intersection. They're, Marcellus is chasing Butch. Butch run, ends up running to a pawn shop. Marcellus runs in the pawn shop. They start fighting in the pawn shop. Hey, Butch is... Worst, pl- worst place to fight in. <laughs> Butch ends up getting the gun... From from Marcellus, he ends up somehow. He's about to bust a cap in yep. Marcellus, the store owner Uh-oh. of the pawn shop, Uh-oh. real country red ne- red redneck, Uh-oh. said, uh, "You can't kill this n up in nope. here." <laughs> nope, not today. And he said, "Put the gun down." So you know, Butch puts Damn. the gun down. Boom, boom, boom. The store owner then knocks both of them out unconscious gone they get taken down to this dungeon someone see, by look, the, that's not that's never what you want to have happen they're ball never. gagged they're tied somehow somebody named zed gets a call he comes oh. in zed is oh. like a security guard the villain from the mask <laughs> and zed is a man just like the store owner is a man butch is a man marcellus is a man Zed. Did, did you talk about the dude? Oh no! Hold Hold on, I'm getting there. Zed. Okay, but Zed and the store <laughs> owner decide they're gonna choose who they're gonna rape first. They decide it's gonna be Ving Rhames. They take Ving Rhames to the back room. In the back room, in a chest is is a gimp. Yeah, gimp is just a guy and tied up in leather. I guess dominatrix leather and latex and. and jammed into a storage locker <laughs> for we don't know how long he's there he's supposed I assume to, it's days he's I supposed to be days. watching Bru- uh butch while uh zed and the store owner have their their way with with uh with uh with marcellus butch gets out knocks the gimp <sighs> unconscious he is about to still leave the boxer, boxer. <laughs> he is still a boxer yes he is about to leave but he's like, you know what? What does he see? He's like, dog, I can't leave Marcellus back there. I know he's trying to kill me, 
but I can't leave him. So he starts looking around the pawn shop. Boom. What do I see? He sees a a hammer. Then he sees a bat. I'll probably do it. Then he sees a chainsaw. But, you know, the chainsaw is too loud. (laughs) He sees a samurai sword. So he goes back downstairs in the dungeon, sneaks up Uh behind the store owner. Boom, boom. Slices up the store owner. He's now, he has now Zed cornered. He's about to slice Zed. Marcellus gets hold of his gun that he had. Uh Boom, boom. Shoots up Zed. Just enough to keep him alive, but oh no, he ain't kill him. <laughs> enough to have him in pain, and he's like, "I'm coming back with my people to finish Zed." Kind of reminded me of Ray J when he says, "I know some dudes that like dudes." Oh, like what's the thing that uh that is a was the Breakfast Club interview? <laughs> yes, yeah, so he's talking about fabulous. I know some dudes that like some dudes. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, look. Ray J, we Butch, we we got. Uh, we'll talk about Ray J off here. Butch ends up, Butch ends up leaving with Zed's bike. His chopper yep. goes back for his girl. They go, they go on the run to Mexico. Before Butch leaves, Marcel say, "Look, I know I was about to kill you." Blah blah blah. He's like, "Bruh, just don't come back to L.A. and we good." He's like, "Don't tell don't, anyone. Don't that, come uh, back to L.A., dog." Yes. He said, what? "Don't tell anyone what happened here, and don't come back to L.A. <laughs> and we are good, Bruh. Oh my gosh! Next, next period comes up. Okay. It's now talking about Vince. It flashes back now because Vince is alive at this point. Jeez. Remember when Vince and Jules went and got that money for Marcellus? Well, yep. they killed three people in the room. There was one guy that they took with them." hostage as a hostage while they're going to while they are going to give marcellus the money vince is careless ends up shooting the hostage by accident they went over a speed bump you know how the roads are (laughs) (laughs) according to vince there was a a bump according to vince there was a bump jewel said no i ain't hit nothing He said, "You're just careless." Look, they it end up, they end it up killing. Who you they end up killing the hostage. Jules Outta is like, <laughs> Jules says, "Look, I got this friend. We could go by his house. He's gonna help us out." The friend ends up being Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino oh, is like, like, "Why wrong, is the wrong friend?" Quentin wrong Tarantino friend. is like, "Why are you all here in blood? Why is yep. there a, an N in your yep. car?" <laughs> With Look, blood, with I hate brain splattered it. all over the place. By the way, See, Quentin that's Tar- where he lost me, dog. You Quint- can't have that. Quint- Quentin Tarantino loves the N-word. I, he loves it. Oh, but nah. anyway. Oh, Look, he, I hope he, like, what's the thing? He probably get uh, Sam Jackson to write it on all the screenplays. <laughs> so. They or en- Jamie Foxx, I guess. They end up having to call the cleaner. Cleaner comes and shows them how to clean What's my man? the car. Mr. Wolf. Yes. He also shows them how to, you know, disguise everything. <laughs> got they take the car <laughs> to a demolition place. They de- demolish the car with the young hostage that was in there. And they bounce. Ex-hostage. Ex-hostage. Yes, the ex-hostage. Look, the- I love it. Vince and... Jules go to the diner, and that's where it comes back full circle. Where you go back to scene hey. one, where hey. the 
hostage takedown comes. Those people <laughs> try to run up on the on the diner. And then come in contact with Jules and Vince. Jules and Vince convince them that look. All right, you got enough money from the cash register and the rest of the people, but you can't take this briefcase that I got to take oh, no. to the boss. It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. They end up walking out with their tail in between their legs, but Vince and Jules survive. They end up taking the money back to Marcellus, and this is where you end up seeing how Marcellus and Vince and Jules come into play and this is all before full circle this is all happens before Butch ends up killing Vince <laughs> and that's how the that's how the movie ends I like it so uh now let's uh, let's actually get to the actual review of the movie I have, uh, last week I had four criteria. I think this week I'm going to have five, and from now it's going to continue being five. It's going to be the acting, the script or screenplay, slash screenplay. It's going to be the plot, the cinematography, and the music slash soundtrack. Ah, that's tricky. So, I'm going to start with the, uh, I'm going to start with the acting. Acting is a five for me. Like it is a five. Everyone involved is does a great job in what they do. They their characters are very believable. (laughs) That's what that's why I give them a five. As crazy as the story is, it's still they seem very believable. Uh they're very um all the characters are really quirky. And even though these people aren't quirky in real life, like you, it makes it seem like they really are. Outside of Uma Tarantino, might be. yeah, nah, and Uma Thurman, <laughs> those are the ones who are really quirky. Everyone else, well, uh, Sam Jackson, just playing himself. He just, they just get here's your wig, bro. And you can, whatever you got on is cool. It's straight. It's straight. It's so good. So we have that. So the acting, I'm going to give it a five. The script okay. slash screenplay, I'm going uh-huh. to give it a five because there are some Ooh. quotables in this. You running it there, up, man. I see you. Especially with, with Jules portrayed by Samuel Jackson. All yeah. the Bible verse the Bible verses. Royale he, with cheese. <laughs> oh yes, like, and, and them talking cheese, about bro. yes, them talking about uh McDonald's in uh in, in France. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And also, what was funny about them, their first scene when they're talking about smoking in Amsterdam, it's like so ahead of the time because now it's like we're kind of just getting to the point that Amsterdam was like 30 years ago. Like the new standard. In the, oh, my God. And that's just in some states, not even the entire country. But anyways, um, good states, though, the uh, like I, I said, guess. Samuel Jackson quoting the Bible verse and how it played into the movie, because a lot of oh, people say, oh, you know, it's pretty blasphemous to bring up the Bible. And I understand how sometimes it could be that way. It kind of fit I the mean, movie, though. It fit yeah, the uh Jeremy, you, you would know this uh, one a little bit better than me. What was he was he quoting the Old Testament or the New Testament? It was the Old Testament. And at the end of the movie, you know, you know how the Old Testament is. And at the end of the movie, you really see like, hold on, Jules was really living by this quote. <laughs> he was living by this verse. But so yeah, so that so I'm giving that a five. So now I have uh, acting as a five, screenplay as a five, the plot. Let me tell you. 
two hours into the movie. The movie's two hours and 45 minutes. That's what I'm saying. Two hours into the movie. Two hours into the movie. I was like, yo, this plot's a two. (laughs) 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 Yes, the acting is good, but the plot is a two. Two hours. (laughs) I was sitting there like, yo, this is wild. What what am I watching? (laughs) Yeah, I really felt this way. I was like, man, two hours in, I'm like, I don't know how this is. But after watching it, I'll give the plot, I'll give it a four. I'll okay. give the plot a four. But it's so still above average. I wouldn't say a perfect plot. I think part of the reason it's Quentin Tarantino. Just how his style of how he throws stuff together. I'm still going to give it a four. So I have, I have acting five, screenplay five, plot four. The music, I'm going to give that a five. He had some, it wasn't original music. But the music was used really well to set the mood in every scene. Had classic hits in 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 in, in that movie. So I'm giving that a five. Also, so let's recap again. I have acting as a five, screenplay as a five, plot as a four, music as a five, and then I let's get the cinematography. Look. Tarantino is really good when it comes to the cinematography. Tarantino is one of the greatest out there. Tarantino, my goodness, for this movie, I'm giving it a five. I'm giving it a five for the the cinematography. Some of the stuff that is happening in or that happened in the movie, it's like ahead of its time. It's stuff that some directors are just doing so it's literally uh crash uh the movie crash was highly praised for the things that happened in that movie like it being like a kind of like shattered storytelling type of thing uh-huh like with the uh, it's literally a car crash came out 10 years up. later like i have no <clears throat> i have no idea when crash, yeah, crash came, came out, out like I know 04, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty solid movie. yeah man so i'm giving that a five so that gives us a score. There's out of 25 possible points. That gives us a score of 24 out of 25. Now let's do this. Uh, <laughs> let's do this math here. That would give us. And yes, sometimes we are bad with math when it comes <laughs> to. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It happens. That would give happens. us a 4.8 out of five. What do you think about my rating, Matthew? 4.8 out of 5. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Which, right, what is it? What happened? No, I'm saying, would you say my rating is fair? For that? Nah, that's more than fair. You might be being too generous, though. <laughs> what would you give? <laughs> Look, out of, out for of, Pulp Fiction, it's uh, probably like a, what is it, four and a half? It's, oh. it's almost five stars. Okay. Yeah. So I have it as a 4.8. And that will do it for our About Time You Watch This Movie Review. More coming. Yes. More coming. So um, (laughs) give us ideas on Instagram. Or hey, nah, we gotta make like a little poll or like a hey, everybody send something to Jeremy. Text it to Jeremy in the group chat if you can. So, Try, see if you can make his phone die. What, what's your battery percentage at? <laughs> you got jokes. <laughs> you got jokes. So yeah, that will wrap it up for our about 
time you watched this movie review. Let's welcome the unofficial sports reality attorney, Clay Turner. Clay, how's everything going with you? Going good. Just uh, trying not to lose my mind living in a one-bedroom apartment in Baltimore City. I don't see anyone, and I work all day. So, wow. Um, now, yeah, I might, I might be on the, I might be on the list of uh, deaths during this pandemic. <laughs> it won't be from COVID. It would be from suicide. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. You've been on the podcast already. You were on our uh, dra- NBA draft preview last year um i think i won the preview won that? i think i did that? i think i was oh, the damn. closest to all the picks so i just ended up not i don't even think i used the the chick-fil-a card yet i think it's still in my wallet probably <laughs> you better use that card you only got a couple more days left in this, in this uh world so you better take, take advantage <laughs> all right clay let's start this off um what wh- how did you get our when did you know you wanted to become an attorney? Uh, <laughs> when I failed out of my engineering program. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sounds like me. Uh, I was doing engineering also, and then I started yeah. struggling. And I, mean, I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't fail. I didn't fail out, but it got to a point where I was going to have to. Uh, um, do some do some schooling in the summer and i was just like man i don't care about this. can i curse on this yeah yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, i was like oh i don't care about this shit at all like, I, I don't i don't care about engineering at all like the only reason i was in it was because i was pretty good at math and so they're like oh you're you're good at math you should do engineering and i was like shit i guess i'm gonna do engineering and then i got there and I was like, man, I don't give a shit about this at all. <laughs> and then I, I just wasn't studying. So, but yeah, um, after that, I mean, I'd always been interested in um, just jurisprudence, like Supreme Court. I used to always follow like decisions that would come down and things like that. Um, but I didn't really have too much of an idea of what actually a lawyer did until I actually got to law school. And, um, it took some adjustment, but I, I, I think that uh, it's a pretty good career that's, that's pretty much in line with me as a, as a person, so that's pretty good. But yeah, I mean, I didn't, I feel like this is 85% of lawyers that they had some other career in mind, and then when that fell through, they're just like, well, I guess I gotta go to law school. <laughs> now, real quick, uh, when you decided to switch from engineering to law, uh, how did that conversation go with your parents? Or did you even have a conversation with your parents? I mean, my my dad was all for it. I think my dad, like my parents, they're pretty um, supportive of me in every way that they, and uh, everything that I do. Um, not that I do anything too crazy for the sport, but... I think that my dad just definitely came up in an era where, like, doctor, lawyer, I mean, what else is there to do? It was just, like, those three, there's, like, three big professions that, you know, he wants you to do. And so when he heard a lawyer, he was like, yeah, do that, because he heard an engineer. He was like, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I don't really know what an engineer does, but yeah, sure. And he heard a lawyer. He was like, yeah, do be a lawyer. But, you know, he's thinking of, like, 1980s Gordon Gecko type lawyers. Not that he's a lawyer, but um you know 
very shark suited up slick back hair lawyer and that's not exactly what the profession is uh in 2020 anymore so he was really supportive my mom um was disappointed that i quit you know she was like you can still do this you know don't give up and i was just like ah I'm it up. <laughs> that uh so uh, I mentioned how I had a similar incident to I was also an engineer major. Things didn't go right. well. I dropped out of college for a little bit, tried to, quote unquote, find myself when it came to education. And now I'm doing what I'm doing right now. And uh, it's so funny. My mom is like, yeah, you should have done that from the jump. And I'm just like, why didn't you tell me? That? <laughs> yeah. But, but anyways, yeah. I mean, it's just. It's very hard. I mean, God bless people who know what they want to do at 18 years old. But like, true. For the majority of people, that's just not a reality. And it ends up in people at 35, 40 just being absolutely miserable because they had to make a decision at 18 years old when you don't know shit, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, you know, glad we were both able to make it into professions and doing things that, you know, we we think suits are suits us best now uh where, where did you go to uh where did you go for your undergrad and then where did you go for law school uh so i went to oakwood i was college at the time this university now i don't even know what graduate programs they offer but it's, it's a university evidently went to oakwood college uh there and then i went to howard law uh in dc all right. Now, Howard Law School, I hear it's a really, really good school. Um, when you got there, did it what, did it reach your expectations when it came to the uh, education and the, uh, I guess, the prestige? Yeah, I mean, the thing that about Howard, well, the reason I went to Howard was very different. I, I'm not trying to. I love my I love my alma maters. I wouldn't be who I am without my alma maters. I wouldn't get out of the way. But um, Howard is very um, important to this country. I mean, we you know some of our graduates were very very prominent in the civil rights movement. Thurgood Marshall came from Howard Law, right? Um, and we have a very strong history of working to help poor and black people in this country um unfortunately circumstances being what they may some uh out of howard law's hands and some uh of their own doing that they now are kind of more to the big law uh uh capacity of of um law school so if you are black and you want a hbcu experience a lot of people end up going to Howard because one they can get the HB experience but also they are patched through to a lot of big law people uh big law firms I wasn't someone who wanted to work in a big law firm I wanted to work in public interest and um I went to Howard thinking that there was going to be a plethora of opportunity for me there and unfortunately I don't think that was the case at least not to my own personal um uh desires not to say that you know you got to keep the lights on and you need an alumni that makes a lot of money and uh, working in public interest ain't going to get you that. So it is what it is. Um, but as far as my experience at Howard, it was great. Um, I had a good transition. I went from HBCU to another HBCU. So that was good. I knew the frustrations of working at HBCU. So I, I wasn't too frustrated with it. 
Um, the thing about Howard Law is that it brings in a number of really um, smart black folk from like prestigious, uh, predominantly white institutions, a lot of Ivy League people who, you know, they, they worked their asses off for those four years and they realized that they, they hated their life and they didn't have any friends <laughs> <laughs> because they worked at these, they, were, they went to these institutions where it was predominantly white and they had to force themselves to be in a structure where they couldn't be themselves. So when they came to law school, they wanted to uh, to do that. So I would say about like 50% of Howard is like Ivy League people. And then the other 25% are like other really good school graduates. And then the rest are like people like from HBCs like me. Um, so it was a pretty good uh, mix of individuals. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I... I enjoyed it for what it is, for what it was. So now let's actually get into the type of law that you practice. Uh, what type of law do you practice? Uh, so I work for a nonprofit uh, called the Homeless Persons Representation Project. Um, we deal with housing uh, and direct legal services. So we are a private law firm, but we don't take profit from uh, the clients that we serve. We get our income from grants from the state of Maryland, from donations from, you know, corporations, law firms, etc., individual donors. Um, what uh, we do, we pretty much do general practice with a focus on uh, housing. Uh, so whether it's straight up housing discrimination cases or um, public benefits cases or criminal record expungement or veterans benefits, uh, if you're a veteran or discharge upgrade, we help in those matters um, because all those things tie into a person securing uh, a shelter. And so we we typically try to get our hands on to any case that we can if we have the resources. I know recently we are well, actually no, I can't say that on live. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, that's we are broadening our, our horizon, but we are pretty small. We're located generally in Baltimore City. We work in Baltimore City, and we also work uh, in the state of Maryland. We have an office in Montgomery County uh, and PG County as well. Uh, and on top of those direct legal services, we do about 50% lobbying uh, in the General Assembly in Maryland, but also in a lot of uh, municipal and city um, government. So um, we were, even before I got here, uh, for about 10 years, HPRP had been working on getting a source of income bill passed, which uh, meant that landlords couldn't discriminate against people who had Section 8 housing vouchers. Section 8 housing vouchers are government-subsidized vouchers. You can get them whether you, depending on uh, your income bracket or if you are a veteran or if you have a disability. And before this law had been passed, a landlord could... Uh, discriminate against you because you had this voucher. Mm. Um, and that was based on a lot of very classist and racist assumptions about people who have Section 8 housing vouchers that aren't supported by any type of relevant facts or, or, or history. Um, and so our organization, along with so many, many other organizations, were able to get on the front lines for this. And they've actually been working on this for 10, 10 years um, to get this passed and actually 
it's well it's supposed to be it was, it was supposed to be signed by hogan but obviously considering the pandemic it's all bills have been put on on hold but it passed both houses so all it needs is a signature from hogan and i think uh i hope that it will be signed sometime soon so we'll Wow. Um, I do want to get to, I guess, one of the obstacles about your job. What is something that or a barrier that occurs that you probably didn't even ex- expect going into working for who you work for? Um, I mean, so I actually I had a very interesting legal background. I actually came I was a ultimate state prosecutor for a while, which. Um, it's something that I don't actually like to talk about because I it's something I, that pretty much goes against everything I believe in at this point in in my in my life. But um, I came from a very different background of law, where I was in the courtroom of the trial attorney pretty much twenty four seven every day of the week. I was in court, and from that transition, went from that transition to working in a much slower uh, paced law firm where you have much more writing to do, much more, many more deadlines you have to file for, uh, a lot more paperwork. You're like doing a lot more legal research. Uh, that was probably the biggest transition for me because, um, you know, I, if, when you're a trial attorney, especially in some, a place like Baltimore City, you are, you know, you handle one case and then you move right on to the next one. You're never in the same courthouse. You're dealing with multiple people at the same time. You're walking around, standing up all the time. And this job, I was sitting down way more than um, I ever had in my career. So that was a big transition. Also, when you're working for a nonprofit, obviously resources are a little minuscule. So I was following my own motions and doing a lot of the research that I didn't have to do while I was a <laughs> while I was an attorney at the, with, the, uh, with the with the city. So that was the biggest probably transition for me. Now, um, we, and I say we, the general public that is not into law, we watch television, we watch movies, we see what we think are attorneys doing what, you know, we think all attorneys do. What is the one big misconception about practicing law that the general public addresses with you? The law is not real. <laughs> I mean, like, I think that that's, um, I think there's a certain sheen that the, uh, that the lawyer community and the courts like to put on the law saying that, you know, these things written on a piece of paper voted on by a random assortment of people, um, that that law means that if it's on paper, then that means that everyone has to follow it. If they don't follow it, they will be punished. And mm-hmm. that is not how that works at all. Um, <laughs> the law is very arbitrary. It depends on who is actually, you know, analyzing the law, who is in charge of prosecuting that law, who's in charge of arresting people for breaking those laws. And so there are a lot of times where you'll have a piece of, piece of law or statute that will clearly outline um, that something's illegal and one person will do it and they will be prosecuted for it and they will be held accountable for it. Another group, another person will do the same exact thing and that doesn't happen. And that has nothing to do with the law or what's on the paper or anything online. So that has to do with everything outside of the law or history in this country 
uh, the biases, the classism, the racism, the gendered um, dynamics of everything. So that's very, very important. And it's something that I have to keep in mind because like, you, you get a certain lawyer brain where you try to tease out the law to um, make it seem like it actually is something outside of just an authority that people in power get to use to uh, wrangle the masses, I guess. Well, Clay, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I do want to address some other things when it comes to law. So we're going to have to do this again. Um, but I, I definitely appreciate you coming on, especially during this time. Uh, you have a busy schedule, even though it is COVID-19 going on right now. Um, I really appreciate you uh, giving us some time to talk about law. And, and how you're involved with it um before we go though oh my, i'm ready for my take before we go uh let's talk about these uh you always want to come on it's crazy because you've been on for our nba preview podcast but you haven't been on for a general podcast where you can fire off these takes that you always telling me that you have let's go for your five hottest take. takes let's go from five to one Go ahead, Clay. All right, five to one. All right, starting at five. And let me just say, there's only one really trollish take on here, but I believe every other take. Actually, that's not true. Most of these, most of these takes, I, I genuinely believe, and I'll tell you which ones I genuinely believe. And then the other ones are kind of trollish. They're 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 steeped in a little bit of truth, but. Um, I can see the argument against it, but that's neither here nor there. Uh-huh. All right, so number five, number five of my take is that NBA basketball before 1992 is unwatchable. It's <laughs> the worst basketball you've ever seen in your life. Go watch a Lakers-Celtics basketball game from, like, 1987. It looks like a high school basketball game. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. awful. Yeah, you should have <laughs> fucking awful trash all right take number four let's go clay number four i genuinely believe it and i think that we actually should um vote on this as a country because we should really bring this back is that steroids make baseball better it did (laughs) it did (laughs) we we need we need steroids in baseball I'm sure that there's a way for us to make sure that we are we are protecting the players, making sure that they're not mortgaging their futures for this. However, uh, we need steroids. Steroids <laughs> is, was really good for the for baseball. Baseball hasn't been the same since 1999, and we need that shit. Yeah, we need it. We just need it. Summer of 98 was phenomenal. You not only had Maguire and Sosa going at it, you had Barry Bonds who also had like, didn't he have like 60 or like 50 something home runs? That was before. That was before steroids. That was before Barry Bonds. Yeah. One got on steroids. And that's the thing. He was still killing it. (laughs) He was getting killed by like fucking like Brady Anderson. (laughs) People like that. (laughs) Who were like just random people. Like Brady Anderson had like. 60 home runs one year. He did. And no one was just like, all right, this guy's not good. I was doing 60 home runs. I watched every single baseball game that year. Take number three, Clay. Go ahead. All right. Take number three is, so I have a take and then I have a sub take. The sub take is super hot, but 
I'm not exactly tied to it, but I like to argue this just because it kind of makes people mad. So, number three thing I genuinely believe this is that Peyton Manning is much better than Tom Brady. Like, it's not even close. Like, it's not even fucking close. Peyton Manning is a way better quarterback than Tom Brady. I'm you with can take you. Take your rings and shove it up your and shove it up your ass. <laughs> yeah. Take your rings and shove it up your ass. <laughs> yeah. The subtext that I have is that if Tom Brady was drafted by a different team and was given a coach that wasn't Bill Belichick, he would have been a lifetime backup quarterback. Mm. That one's hot. <laughs> that one's hot. That's a take that I don't I don't really believe it. I think Tom Brady is a phenomenal quarterback, but I think that he has been the luckiest quarterback in the history of the NFL. And um I think that you could find about five quarterbacks per year from the draft and put them in the situation that Tom Brady had and three out of those five times you get the same result. <laughs> All right now, hot take number two. Hot take number two is that LeBron James is the best NBA basketball player of all time. Okay. Hot, that 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 one I mean, I guess it's hot in a way, I guess. But... I mean, but this is this is a take like I okay, let me make it make it more clear. It is not even a question that LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time. Okay, well then that that's getting a little hot, I guess. You said it's not even a question. I guess that's a little hot there. Um I you know I have my opinions, not just me. Other people have their opinions. Um, I'm kind of waiting to put out the greatest players of all time 2.0 for sports reality because um, there's been some changes to my list. So uh, we'll yeah, see I, where. Yeah, Jordan has one. Well, I had him as number one. Yeah, um, Matt had him as number wait, one. Wait, wait, Matt had him. Matt had him at number Ooh, one. I'm pretty sure I had him at one or two. Okay. Um, wait, who was number one then? I had, uh, is he is he the LeBron is he the LeBron or Jordan right? That's I have him at one. Uh, my last list at two I had Kareem Abdul Jabbar. At number three I have uh, Magic Johnson. At number four LeBron James. At number five Will Chamberlain. But like I said, my list is possibly being changed. So we got to wait for. No, Jeremy is very flexible with his list. Okay, here's a, here's another sub take. And I have like seven minutes, so I have to get this off as quickly as possible. But here's my subtake is that I don't debate about players I didn't see because that basketball is so terrible. <laughs> now, Will Chamberlain is, could be the best basketball player I feel of all time. But I do not care because he's playing against a fucking plumber. You know? <laughs> I don't care that he put 100 points. I don't care that he put up 100 points up against, like, 120-pound, like, uh, you know, ra- random person. You know, I don't get, I don't give a shit about that. So He wasn't playing what's my man on the, on right, the street. If you, didn't play in, if you didn't play in the NBA post-1992, I don't put you on my list because it doesn't matter. Yo, you sound, you sound like post these millennials. I'm trying to you sound think. like these Gen X. What is, what is the current one right now? Gen Z's? But it's true. You sound like the Gen Z's right now. Go, I promise you, go on NBA TV or NBA Classic and watch those games. They are fucking trash. So, so this like, is... Like, people talk about, people talk about toughness and defense. 
like back then talk about how people don't play defense anymore there is just like what are y'all watching there's like no defense <laughs> going on in 1988 at all maddie johnson cannot l- dribble that's with true his left hand. that's true that's true larry bird has no lateral movement okay like, but well, he locked like, down he's locked down they're considered like Dennis Johnson to be like. What's the thing? Play, play is upset. Play is upset right now. Dennis Johnson's like six four. <laughs> what's the th- nah Clay? Uh, what's LeBron, the thing? LeBron James. LeBron James will pick up Dennis Johnson. RFP, hold him in yeah. half and dunk his ass. Yeah. <laughs> un- un- unfortunately. So I guess this but like Dennis Johnson played for the Celtics, right? Yeah, and the and the yeah. Super Celtics. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, Celtics. you already know how I feel about the Celtics. <laughs> talking about talking about greatest defensive guard. I was like, people talk about Joe Dumars being a great defensive guard, and like Jordan was like dropping like forty five. Like this is not a good defensive player. What are y'all talking about? Uh, look, he's not Ron Artest. <laughs> yeah, like listen, Gary Payton. Was giving Jordan Perhaps. the moves in those finals. Perhaps. Yes, he was. Perhaps. He was. Joe Dumars was getting his ass handed <laughs> to him by Jordan. I don't want to hear about no 1980s defenders because they all fucking stink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, are we on hot take number two? Is it number two? This is number one now. Oh, this number is number two one. Okay. LeBron James is. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So hot take number oh, one. Wait, there Matt, you go. Did you hear, this... Matt, did you hear my other. Hot take? Nah, he came nah, in nah, in the I middle. Of I it. literally, literally just came in. All right, I'm gonna give you number five because I think number five. Okay, nah, be, let me see my funny thing. Although I just said it. Number five is NBA basketball is unwatchable uh, pre 1992. Okay, I mean that's then, not that crazy. No, number four is that steroids makes baseball better. Yeah, and we need to bring back steroids. We honestly number, like. Clay's making a lot, Jeremy. We might have to get another chair in here or something. Man. I don't know. Hey, man. Listen, Clay listen, I am here. Sense. I'm locked in my. I'm locked in my apartment. Somebody need to come and let me get these takes off. Yo, who take. is this? Look, who is in? Uh, what's the thing? Where are you? Can I'm y'all see each other? No. Look, y'all no, are tricking phone, me. Bro. Y'all are tricking me, dog. What's the thing? Clay not even in America right now. I can see what this. Uh, what the thing says on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> like y'all playing games. Number, my number, th- my number three take was that Peyton is better than Tom Brady. And okay, that look, that's not even Bill that Be- crazy. And that without Bill Belich, I feel like it's crazy now. I think. Look, let's 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 get behind this. Can we put these uh, hot takes on a t-shirt? Yeah, we can. Please. What? What's what's the Please. rest? Look, we gotta get the what's number? What's the other one I missed? Number two. He just. Oh no! I, saw, I heard number two. Yeah. Okay. So the last. So my 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 take, and I don't think it's like it's a take that I really I truly honestly believe. Does it have anything to do with Anthony Randall? And it's not. No. What? Okay. Right, look, I just I like to make sure, dog. I don't want to get caught off guard. I still live and in the club. Let me pick up this random 2007 player who everyone said had the potential, but he actually really didn't. He wasn't uh, that he's shooting above 40% in the uh, Euroleagues from three-pointer. Yeah, Euro And he's still 6'11". He played, he got a championship yeah. with Luka before he came people, to NBA. People really, people were really talking about he was about to be like, him and KD were, were going to be neck and neck. <laughs> he's still 20, <laughs> he's like 27. 
<laughs> Anthony Randolph. Anthony Randolph has been young forever. It's been like twelve years. And Anthony Randolph is like, was it John? Was it Jonathan Bender? <laughs> yeah. John, like Jonathan Bender, still my comeback. So Clay, your number oh one God. hot take. Num- my number one hot take is that the quarterback position is the most overrated position in Info. sports. Okay. Okay. And that you don't need like a quarterback. It. Like the need for people to address the quarterback position is wildly out of line with how actually effective a quarterback can be. I think that so many times we can see like the talent of a quarterback is not in line with the success of a team. Um, and that there are so many other mitigating factors for how good a quarterback can be. And that they're really only like, I think I, I tweeted this out. I think it was Bernard. Shout out to Bernard. who I was going back and forth with about, I think that there are like three good quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> and then everybody <laughs> three? I think that everybody else is kind of replaceable. What's uh what's the okay, what's the three? So my three so my three is Ooh, should we try I to get some? You can I mean I tweeted it out, you can look it up. Okay, no, no. What's the thing? Who would, I wanna hear the three? So my three that I think are I'll put on any team regardless, and I think I'll be successful are Russell Wilson, Aaron uh-huh. Rodgers. And a healthy Cam Newton. Mm. No, 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 Patty Mahomes. Here's the thing about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, um, it could have gone really bad if he went to a bad, if he went to a left. If so he didn't he go, if he didn't link up with Andy Reid. Andy Reid, all those receivers, uh, all those like Sean he McCoy, had the perfect. Yeah, he had the the most perfect setup. What is it? He lit Patrick Mahomes. No. Like if Patrick Mahomes uh, went to like fucking Tampa the Bears, Bay. the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. Nah, Bears got Bears. good offense. Uh, I think the Bears have good talent. I think okay, that he it's Trubisky is bad. Look, that's yeah, yeah. That, I'm, look. We gotta make some bets so Jeremy can get a Mitchell Trubisky yeah. jersey. He I gotta that, lose some bets next year. If you put those three quarterbacks on any team, they would be good instantaneously. Make it better. Like no matter who's in. Like I've I've seen them. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam Newton like and Russell Wilson like, have had and Aaron Rodgers have had completely and utterly incompetent coaching system and talent. Front and office get front office and they still have had success. Um no, I agree. And as much as I love as much as I love Mahomes, as much as I love Deshaun, as much as I love Lamar, as much as I love I like I like Carson Wentz, I like Dak. Who else do I like? Dak, um, I have not heard uh, Kirk Cousins' name Kirk yet. A good quarterback? What? Get the fuck out of here with no Kirk Cousins. <laughs> get the fuck out what here about, no what's Cousins, my man? man? Who was undefeated last year? Who went 6-0? and oh? Teddy Bridgewater. Ooh. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, Teddy? Nah, nah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. T- t- replace? This is ridiculous. That's, that's the heir apparent. But then they, you know, got cheap again, I guess. <laughs> like, like... Teddy Bridgewater, Baker, fucking. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to switch that last one. It can't be. Look, Teddy Bridgewater in Cleveland would go crazy. It's too many. Uh, too accurate with the ball. Nick? Nick Chubb? Come on, dog. Stop playing with me. Listen, they got just. The, they have the I'm, same listen, amount of weapons as, like, the I'm Saints all do. About the, I'm all about the black quarterback. But, like, uh, I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater See, is look. okay. People hate on Teddy Bridgewater, dog. He nice. He just well, he got bad knees for sure. I mean, I think that the Saints shouldn't have let him go. Nah, I definitely that, not. I don't. That was short sighted. I don't see that 
him. I don't see him being that much worse than Drew Brees, and he'll be along around much longer than Drew Brees. I don't know what that was about, but nah, I always feel like if you can lock up a quarterback with a good wide receiver and a dynamic running back, like why would you not do it? Especially if you can get him at a, a discounted rate in comparison to Drew Brees, like. I mean, it just and they got this that other dude that plays every position. He about to be what is it? Kamara. Yeah, is that his name? Look, I can't. Kamara. No, 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 not even Kamara. What's my man that plays quarterback, running back, wide receiver, Taysom tight end, fullback? There we go. He's there terrible. we go. <laughs> He's a terrible quarterback. He's a gimmick. <laughs> that's that's, that's uh, what if he was it? black, he wouldn't dude. be popular. Look, he'll be Darren Sproles, bro. No, no, he'll just be another black don't NFL don't player. See, look, that's what I'm saying. Darren Sproles is crazy good. That's what I'm saying. Taysom don't Hill will just be Darren another Sproles. black football player. Well, Clay, man, look, we want to think. Uh, oh, no. Look, that was longer than seven minutes. I was timing. <laughs> I was, that's true. I got to go. I was promised, I was promised that I could get my Cam Newton takes off. Look, I like it. I like it. We, no, nah, we got to come Cam. back for the Cam takes. Because I'm, I'm Cam Hive all the way through. And, <laughs> I like uh, all the way things. through. Like, what's the thing? Cam is, what's my man from Alice in Wonderland? The dude with the uh, the Mad Hatter, for sure. <laughs> He's definitely a like a storybook villain. Yeah, that nigga, yeah, that nigga, that nigga's out for third. Terrible. Terrible. What's the thing? He, he looks like a, what is it? A comic plantation owner that's like, Literally about to attack the South, like with Donald Trump. <laughs> he looks like, like a sometimes. Batman. He looks like a Batman villain. <laughs> he looked the Riddler, like dog. The Riddler. Batman villain. That's yeah, what I'm a saying. Sassy, small Riddler. Sassy. <laughs> look, oh, look, that's a look. Oh, look, uh, Jeremy called Cam Newton sassy. Also, <laughs> like that's definitely a good descriptor of him, my man, for yeah, sure. Then again, yeah, he's spicy. All right, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I have to go. All right, Clay, we want to thank you for coming on. Uh, we're going to have to do this again, especially oh, to get absolutely. even more legal advice oh, and opinions. Oh, what? Um, what? Before you got Hot online. Also. Before you got I'm, online. I'm hanging, up, I'm hanging up. I have to go. I'm hanging up right now. <laughs> hang up. Hang the phone up. Hang the phone up. Hang the phone up. Yes. Uh, so we want to say thank you for Clay coming on our, I'm I'm going to say it now, our official sports reality, sports reality legal analyst. Oh, legal advisor it, it um, can't even be unofficial anymore <laughs> this is now it's twice this is now twice that he's been on this podcast so we want to say thank you we'll be having him more uh we'll be having him on more in the future uh let's go through some last minute news that we might have forgot um some other unfortunate news willie i think is willie davis let me look it up real quick I think that's his name. Um, let me double check, Matthew. Willie, I think it's Willie Davis. Yeah, Willie Davis, uh, famous Panth. Uh, sorry, famous Green Bay Packer. Unfortunately, died today or last night at the age of 85. Uh, he is a Hall of Fame defensive end. So, yeah, thoughts and prayers to his family and friends and the Packers organization. Matthew, is there any other uh, last-minute news that happened occur- that occurred while we were recording? Uh, nah, not for real, for real. I don't, look, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't see anything else that that possibly popped up in the sports world. So let's just wrap it up here. Uh, shout out to we want to thank um, 
Clay Turner, our sports reality attorney, uh, legal advisor, uh, for coming in today to talk about law and also just to talk about some of some sports. Next time he'll be on, we will get more in depth into the law that he practices. Uh, shout out to us at 980 with Harold, D, Jeff, and Aaron. Shout out to Curls and Sports. Shout out to um, Sports Talk Tasha. Shout out to Shut Your Face with Bernard, Neil, and Samace. Shout out to Soggy Nachos. Shout out to um, What You Expect Podcast. Shout out to Finish Line with a PH. Uh, shout out to, and I'm going through um, some of our, shout out to Half Street High Heat. Shout out to J. Bobby and Rios. Locked on Wizards. Um, who are my other podcasts that I bang with? Sports Talk Garage, Simple Man Radio, um, Wizards of Gallery Place. Um, shout out to the sh- welcome to the show, and shout out to Ming Rainers Dog Parts, Eat the City DC, um, Trezo Beach. Uh, shout out to Tony Clay. I mean, well, Clay obviously he came on. Tony LJ, uh, Erica. Christina, Laurel, Kayla, uh, Leslie, Jacaro, uh, Big Fad. We're going to have Big Fad next week on the podcast. Look, we ain't forget about the chicken sandwiches. Perfect. I promise you. Yes, he he almost threatened me in the group chat about chicken sandwiches. Jeremy, Jeremy, uh, people do not threaten you enough about chicken sandwiches, (laughs) especially in the group chat. Like, you get a lot of threats that are unwarranted in the group chat, but... Uh, so there's some the people that sandwich ones are very real. There's some people that I owe some food to. Uh, Matthew, <laughs> I do owe you a meatloaf that I have to get. It's been a while. I owe Christina a birthday. I owe Christina a birthday dinner. I'm supposed to get bring oh, her to a Korean Absolutely. spot in Annandale. We were supposed to do it last year. Oh, uh, birthday Annandale. Her uh, birthday's approaching. <laughs> this nah, look, that's what I'm saying. Look, we're supposed you to go. figure this out. And now we got to bring Thaddeus on the chicken challenge because uh, we lost. Absolutely, the so. <laughs> absolutely. We got to we got to figure this one out. We got to uh, get our bets ready for the next NFL season. Um, and eventually, guys, we're gonna get the draft order. Don't <laughs> yes. fret. Yes, yes. I'm on it. I'm on it. Anything else before we roll out, Matthew? Uh, what? Is, it's a Supreme rug coming out tomorrow. True. But Supreme. Anything that's... with Supreme makes money. I guess you could take a dump yeah. and put a Supreme label on it. It's going to sell. They sold some bricks. <laughs> Not the good ones either. <laughs> uh, you could say, uh, what is it? If it says Supreme, it might flip. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, Matthew, for everything you do. Uh, and until next time, everyone, sports reality. Peace. <laughs>